Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Sunranto Show is listener supported and brought to you by our Super Ranters. Find out more about how you can listen early and ad free and become part of the Super Rancher family at patreon.com slash sunranto. Do it today. Kobe blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Kobe Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the lovable loser. Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the lovable losers. Sunranto. Oh man, that made me want to punch Crawley in the face because he's right here. Uh, welcome <laughs> opening to the day. Opening day, Almost. Eve. Eve. Sort yeah. Of. Welcome. Eve. Welcome to the Sun Ranto show. Uh, today we got Crawley actually in Rocket Studios right now. So we're we're doing this a little different. Michael's got a much bigger head than us in real life, but today it's exaggerated. <laughs> Um, in order to n- not waste any more time, let me just give you a rundown of what's going to happen tonight. We got lots of guests coming through. We're going to talk about different Cubs related topics as we go through the night. And our first uh, guest is going to be Dom, the director of morale for the Chicago Cubs. After that, we're going to have Evan and John from Cubs Insider, Sarah Sanchez and Joe Kilgallen are going to come through. Uh, Decipio, Andy, and Mike Pusateri are going to come on the show. Very funny gentlemen. Then we got my tie guy and infield fly girl, the beach bleacher bum band members of them are going to stop by. Um, Eric Wheelow, our old Brewers fan friend is going to come and talk about this series and what's going to go on with the Brewers this year, which you're not going to like. And then uh, we're going to have um, Greg Huss and Jimmy Nelligan from the growing Cubs podcast and Northside bound. And then we got a big reveal with Stuart McVicker and club 400 and uh, Crawley's going to be a part of that reveal, too. So, anyway, you got a jam-packed full night. So, without further ado, everybody, round of applause for the Director of Morale. It's Thank Tom. you, everybody. Well, Thank you for having me. Three dude. times. Three times. I feel very honored to be here. Every time has been great. And, uh, again, thank you for having me. Cubs baseball's back, and I think everyone's fired up, myself included. Yeah, and, you know, I, I've I got to ask you right off the bat, Tom. So, I mean, morale took – a huge hit on Blue Friday last year. 
yeah. uh, with, Cub, <laughs> with Cub fans. I mean, the the stands emptied out. You know, it was it was kind of it was kind of bleak there for a second, and then you know this off season, you know, we had the the troubles with the contract. So morale's been taking a hit. Where do you see the state of Cub fans currently, as far as morale, hope, all that, all the uh, the positive vibes that we can give to the universe? Yeah, I mean, I de- it's definitely not the best. It, it could be better, obviously, but I do think, and I'm not saying the Cubs Cubs fans deserve to go through this. I do think we're a smarter fan base now after going through the uh, competitive window, after going through all that stuff, seeing kind of. The business side really happened to us. Lose all our guys in, like you like you refer to it as Blue. What did you say? Blue Friday, Danny? Blue Friday, yeah. Blue there's, Friday. A song, there's a song um, we'll be playing tomorrow called Blue Friday, too. Yeah, I think it, yeah, it's a great name. Um, I, I think we're a smarter fan base. I think we have seen some stuff, if you will. And uh, now, you know, I think we're trying to rebuild ourselves again. I think it's great that the players fought for what they did over the offseason season. Baseball's back, though, um, and I'm here to support the players. I think everyone can agree with that, here to support the players, here to support many of these guys that are trying to make a name for themselves, Frank Schwindel, guys that are trying to reclaim their career or really put up a really good year to whether that be, you know, better the team, obviously, um, or bring some excitement to Wrigley Field. So I'm excited about it. It's great to have baseball back. Uh, It's not where we totally want to be. But it's better than being in a situation where there wasn't going to be any baseball because that was looking like that might be the case. Yeah, it, I, ahead, I figured there would be, but I thought it was going to be much later than what we're getting it right now. I think Crawley said the 15th, so we're actually getting it even before Crawley, and I think he was the most optimistic of all of us. Yeah, I mean, that's when I uh, when I was doing the uh, spring training, when I went out there, I purposely got tickets for that third week because I knew that there's no way they could have done what, you know, lost another season. So I'm I'm happy that there's baseball. And after three straight weird COVID years, like I'm just excited to go to like what should be a semi-normal opening day. Yeah, for sure. We, so we- that- yeah, so Dom, you, I saw you tweet out the other day about uh, this the statue row that we're going to get uh, out in front of Wrigley at the at Gallagher Way. The, yep. You know, the, the Cubs the Cubs didn't do a great job of telling us what they were going to do in this situation by uh, doing this. They just took the statues away and then told us later that they were going to put them back here. Um, you know, I, I saw you had some feelings about that. Um, you know, you, would you like to share those with us? About yeah, Danny, but you know what? It's really been inspired for by people like you. I mean, I need to ask you, how many times you walk around the federal landmark on a, on a weekly basis? It's it's how I get my steps in. It's, I think it's great. I'm, I'm jealous. I think it's absolutely fantastic. And the reason for why I was mad or frustrated about it, maybe more than some people thought I should be, is because those – statues are sacred those statues mean a lot those statues or not specifically the statues but those players are why we are all cubs fans we come from different eras of you know uh cubs history and many of those guys relate to us they relate to our parents they relate to grandparents whatever it may be and i thought it was really short-sighted to remove them without at least giving an explanation other than, all right, they're going to a storage facility in Michigan. Because <laughs> yeah. I know people like you, other die-hard Cubs fans that live in the neighborhood, that take the walk around Wrigley and the feder- uh, friendly confines on a daily basis, that stuff matters to them. And, and I don't want to lose sight of that. Even if I don't make the same walk around the um, the federal landmark on a consistent basis, like, I know there are plenty of Cubs fans that do. I think it's great that they're doing Statue Row. 
But kind of my overarching uh, gripe with all of this, and I think many people would agree, is I think the Cubs need to be a lot more transparent with everything that they're doing. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. You're talking but- about short-sightedness, and that's where I'm concerned. Is I'm okay with moving statues and stuff like that, but, I mean, you're now taking away a large part of the footprint, like open footprint that's still left in Wrigley. Yeah. Like, like and, and guess what? There's going to be other guys that need statues, too. They don't have that much space, and I don't like that sports book. So if you were telling me you had plenty of space and we could move the statues elsewhere, Harry Carey was originally on Clark – or I'm Addison and Sheffield, and now he's obviously on Addison and Waveland. Yeah. Or uh, Sheffield and Waveland. So it's not like the end of the world, but it's like, are we just going to stuff these and make them look bad? Like, that's the other thing I'm worried about is the aesthetics, too. I, I totally agree. And I, I just think I, I've i talked to a lot of people about this, and I have I know I had, like, the meatball take of, you know, you need to tell everybody right now where they are. I get it's meatball-ish. I, I get it's kind of ridiculous. But at the same time, there's people within the organization that agree exactly with what we're saying. You yeah. can't do these types of things and not tell people. Like, it's like I know it's crazy. I get it. I know it's crazy. But <laughs> this is why the Chicago Cubs and Wrigley Field is different. Just because there's so many people that care about that type of stuff. You included, Danny, Crawley. All, I mean, like, I, I, I want to I wanna speak for you guys because – and, and speak alongside other people because I know how much it means to them. And it means something to me, too. That's why I'm a Cubs fan are those guys that, are, uh, that have uh, become statues, you know, after their career and after their lives. It's like you go to the cemetery and they moved your grandma's grave. And you're yeah, like, hey, totally. where's grandma? Totally. <laughs> I came here to pray. And, it, and, it's and also – oh, oh, I didn't – sorry, keep going. Yeah, I was going to say it, it, it also feels like a symptom of the overarching problem that – the Cubs front office and ownership never seems to have like a plan. And if they do, none, nobody else knows, knows what it, it is. Yeah. Just crazy. You know? So it's like, it feels like the row of statues. That's fine. They've done that at other parks. I think they do that down in uh, St. Louis. It's yeah. nice. Uh, It'll look nice. Actually. Children with baseballs often, <laughs> but maybe they should have been planning for this and like really like put some effort well, into it rather than like that's fly by the book. seat of their pants. That's well, guys, book. I I think, and just to go off of what you were saying, it's the it's the problem of transparency, but it's also the problem of how of having too many things on your plate. This, oh, this yeah. ownership group is trying to buy Chelsea FC. I mean, they, they got every <laughs> single real estate deal happening. You know, north of uh, Belmont, it's ridiculous, <laughs> and, 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 and that's the type of stuff where. And I don't mean to get into the the Chelsea stuff, but it's like they have other things going on, but they have bigger issues here for the team that they actually own, which is one of the biggest franchises in the world and most popular franchises in the world. And again, it's short sighted. It's uh, it's it's mistakes that should not happen. It, it brings me back to Ron Sano. In the birthday card. The going, birthday card. And it's just, it's, it's that type of stuff. It can't yeah. happen. It can't happen. You guys have to be better than that. And Cubs fans have to hold the Chicago Cubs organization to a higher standard than that. I'm, Even I'm gonna if br- I'm being a meatball, you have to hold the Cubs to a higher standard than that. Well, and I hope I would hope that they would hold themselves to another uh, higher standard than that because they are like you know basically a top five baseball team in MLB. I I uh, did a a quick Twitter poll, and I'm going to bring these up throughout the show. This is the first one just because you just mentioned it. Um, I asked uh, everybody on Twitter with 191 votes, number of professional sports teams owned by Ricketts. The over at the end of the year, over under 1.5, and 69. 
0.6% took the under thinking that it's not going to happen, which that's a hell of a number though. That's a nice number. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's very nice. Yeah. But, um, so nice uh, votes out there. So I'd say about two thirds of the people think that Ricketts is not even going to get the team. So hopefully that doesn't, he can vote. And I I know what you did, the optics of it, right, Dom? It's It's terrible. It's like, Oh, uh, we can't really, we are, we're going to send $150 million out there, even though we could afford a hundred million more and it's not even be over the luxury tax, but instead we're going to put a a $4 billion soccer team. Exactly. And and, and guess what? Try to lie everybody and say that it's not going to affect the Chicago Cubs. What yeah, are we but, talking yeah, about? Biblical losses. Biblical we we all know we all know what the, the collateral for that loan is. Yeah. It's the Chicago Cubs. Yes. Like yes. it's you know, they, they fail over there and which I mean I they won't, but if they did, like you know, we could have an English uh I don't know, an Somebody in Chelsea could own the Cubs instead. Yeah, yeah, an, a, an, a British oligarch, a royal, if you will, um, a, a British Tom, bank. I got, I got some questions to ask you before we let you go here. Uh, for, uh, first of all, this is another one of the Twitter polls. I'm going to be asking this of all of our guests, but you know, we had 352 percent of 293 votes predict the Cubs as the Central Division winner, with the <laughs> overwhelming majority being for the Brewers at 49.8 percent. 13.7 picked the Cardinals and only 1.4% of uh, at least my followers on Twitter picked the Reds. Um, where, where are you with this? Uh, kind of, how do you see the division uh, shaping up this year? Yeah. I mean, it's really hard. I mean, I hate the Brewers and you know, we, we, we own their franchise up in, and their stadium specifically up in Wrigley North, but uh, it's really hard to argue against that pitching staff. Uh, I mean, uh, if they can stay healthy, like it's it's almost murderer's row with those first three guys. So um, I, I hope I, I hope the Cubs can stay competitive. I think they can compete. I'm not saying they're going to win the division. I'd probably say the Brewers has the best chance of doing so. I will say though, and I think some people would agree, if the Cubs can stay healthy and stay around, or if a few guys can take a step, I actually kind of sneaky like this lineup. Like, there, there's something about it where I think you know what you're going to get with Madrigal for sure. If Nico can play to his, you know, simple strength of putting the ball in play and, you know, having good at-bats, there's, those are two really good at-bats on a consistent basis. Willie in a contract year makes a big difference. He has a lot to prove considering how he's been treated by the front office. Uh, if Schwindel can pull it together, I know I'm saying a lot of ifs. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel a lot better about the hitters than I do the pitchers, even with the addition of Strowman. Miley, obviously, on the DL, but we'll, we'll see what happens. But if we can kind of, you know, feel ourselves a little bit, guys start to get confident, I sneaky like this lineup. Yeah, I, yeah. Could, they, they could they can nickel and dime you to death, I feel like. Yeah. And, um, but a couple of quick ones. This is the biggest, and then we're going to let you go. Uh, this is uh, this is the biggest morale uh, number that I put out there uh, as far as poll, poll numbers go. Wrigley sellouts over under 0.5. Last year, they didn't have a single full wow. sellout. Um, but still, Cub fans are optimistic here. They're going to take the over. Uh, what, do, what do you think? Are the Cubs going to have a sellout this year? Are they going to put it some butts in the seats? I do think they will have a sellout. I mean, Danny, I'm very surprised that they never had one. My uh, ignorance thought they did. But um, I think if we can find a way to stay competitive, 
the peak of last year's season was that Cardinal series. Remember that in June, beginning of June, they, they, they won on that Sunday night, uh, I believe, uh, Sunday night baseball. I think I'm not again, I'm not saying they're going to win a division, but I think we can find ourselves in a scenario where we're playing a meaningful game like that again. And I truly believe kind of what you were saying earlier, Crawley, this being like a real full season again without all these COVID restrictions and everything. I think there's a chance where we can get a sellout. I know that's crazy to even say because it's the Chicago Cubs, but like I do think we can get there and we can have a few meaningful games that replicated what we saw with the Cardinals last year, which was awesome, by the way. And don't forget, you got the uh, Boston coming in for the July Fourth series, yeah, so that's going to be a big series yeah. and stuff. Just just out of nostalgia and and Boston fans traveling to Wrigley. Well, I was going to say that's what's going to do it is Boston fans coming to Wrigley. Yeah, and even, that's going to be horrible. Even if it isn't full, it'll feel full because Mister Morale will be in in, t- in attendance, and if he's not, uh, many many other morale uh, disciples will be out there with their hard hats out in the bleachers and having a good time. So. Uh, Mr. Mr. Dom, thank you so much for coming on the Sun Ranto show. It's going to be an awesome year. We'll definitely have you on again when we do this in the future, but, uh, we're going to move right along here and, uh, we'll, uh, we'll see us. We'll see you at the ballpark. Happy opening day. You guys are the best. I really appreciate you having me on three times is great. I'm very honored and (laughs) have a great rest of the show. God bless. You get a bleacher bump and shot glass next time I see you. Thank you, Danny. I appreciate it. Thanks guys. Have a good one. Take it easy, Dom. Oh man, uh, you know I I love the fact that we have our own director of morale. Name another team that has that. I I can't tell you one. Let me throw you a couple quick stats at you before we bring out our next. Well, it's only because the Rickets don't have to pay him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Nor us, and uh, to to hype their ball club. Uh, before we bring on John Strong and Evan Altman to talk about the pitching on this ball club, uh, let's take a look at a couple more of these stats that we have. Um, this one is for uh, David Ross ejections. Uh, he was ejected uh, four times last year. And uh, so people are going to take the under that he's going to get ejected less, or maybe he was ejected exactly four times. Yeah, I think exactly four times. People are saying he's going to get ejected less than four times um, or exactly as much. And some people took the over, uh, but only 25%. I'm, I'm kind of on the over on this. I think David Ross, he just got locked in as the manager for a bunch of more years, which we haven't even talked about yet, but, I think that he's going to go out there and he's going to get pissed off this year more so because he's got such a young team and he's going to have to like light a fire. Not only that though, maybe think about the fact that like, you know, certain guys get respect. So they get the call. Like this is going to be the Rodney Dangerfield of MLB. They're going to get no respect, like wisdom or Schwindel. They're not going to get the call. And so all of a sudden that that gives uh, Rossi more of a chance to kind of blow up a little bit. Yeah, I I think so too. What what do you think, Michael? Would you take the over or under on that one? Uh, I did vote in this, but I don't remember what I take the over and over, <laughs> uh, over and under. Um, I, I would say over just because I think there's going to be games that he doesn't want to finish. <laughs> I think he's just going to walk out there and just, you know, he's going to call the, the umpire a cocksucker just so he can leave. <laughs> so he can leave. I mean, I don't know. Joe Madden used to have a special bottle of wine ready. I don't know if, if Rossi, what if he's got like some Miller High Life or Club 400 Sit, beer somewhere? Yeah, sitting back to plug, plug. So, uh, well, let's talk a little bit more about it with our next guest. Here are John Strong and uh, Evan Altman. Welcome to the Sun Ranto Show, gentlemen. Hey, guys. Hey, so, 
Uh, long good. time no see, boys. So, uh, uh, John, were you just making? Not t- long enough, Crowley. Not long enough. Oh, John's here. Zoom background is crazy. It's like yeah. he's in a car. Well, John's in a car, which makes me think he was just making TikTok videos. Because if you ever notice, everybody <laughs> makes those in their, in their car. Um, so I, I no, asked I'm you guys. Out, I'm sitting in front of my son's baseball practice right now, and I'm going to bring them from one baseball practice to. Unfortunately, I have a Rockies shirt on. Chris oh. Bryant fan, right there. He's uh, oh. fan for my son. My son plays for the Rockies, so that's where we're going to his his little league game after his club practice. So, yeah, we yeah. we all know you that you're more of a Chris Bryant fan than a Cubs fan. We know, John. It's okay. <laughs> I've been to a, I've been a, to a Rockies game more recently than I have a Cubs game, but I don't remember it because I was very very high. <laughs> uh, literally a mile. Literally. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, like, no, but I mean, like you're, you're saying like, in the purple seats is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And that, that escalator, if you have uh, had too much <laughs> of an edible, then then more than what you should have, that escalator is a bad idea. Right. Oh, yeah. Anyway, you've so, been but, playing it all day, though. You're like, ooh, escalator. We we can very easily get off the rails on this uh, with with you guys, like, and just, but but being our only second guest, I'm gonna try to keep us on some sort of track as as long as we can. Um, yeah. All right, so let's talk about the starting rotation because Miley's not in it. We'll just start there. There, he's not ready to to be in it. So we're gonna send. Hendo, Steele, Stroman, Smiley, and we don't even know who's pitching the fifth game. It's either going to be Thompson or Mills, uh, Keegan Thompson or Alec Mills. So uh, how do you guys think, and I'll start with you, Evan. How do you, where do you see this? How do you see this playing out? Like, is this going to be the rotation for the year or or... no? No. Okay. (laughs) If it, well, I'll I'll say this. If it is, it's because, something tremendously good has happened, right? Like if, if these guys all somehow manage these five or six do, then it's because everybody stayed healthy and then outperformed what we saw last year. But, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of placeholders we're going to see. I mean, hell, we saw Jesse Chavez get stretched out to three innings in his last appearance, right? I, I think this, this indicates heavily we're going to see either openers, we're going to see piggyback games. You know, again, I, I think Mills, you know, Mills and Smiley never pitched more than, I don't think either of them got three innings in unless maybe they're at the end, but they, they only had like two or three starts apiece. Nobody's stretched out even at the front end. And so you're going to see a ton of bullpen guys. Um, it, it's going to get turned over to the bullpen very quickly. And I think they're going to have to use a bunch of long relievers, right? I mean, you're just going to have to recycle those guys. So, um, but I, I think if you see someone like a Caleb Killian, who's been assigned to triple a, uh, you know, had a cr- tremendous showing in the Arizona Fall League. If that guy shoves at AAA and we're not seeing much from the back end of the bullpen, which I think is inevitable, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he comes up and gets a really good chance to to play a big role. Yeah, and and yeah. Uh, uh, go ahead, John. I was going to ask. Yeah, you I mean, questions. here's the deal with the start with the the starting pitchers is that there's only one guy I believe that had an ERA last year under four. Strowman. So that's a little bit of a problem. Um, particularly when you have a team that's, you know, not looking like it's going to score a whole lot of runs. So, yeah. And and it's also like, (laughs) well, and also it seems like it's the same guy. Nobody is throwing real heat in this out of yeah. here. And and that's what concerns me the most of uh, about it all is that it's all the same kind of pitcher so it's a pitch to contact kind of situation. And then you look and you're like, "Okay, Nico Horner's your shortstop 
and Nick Madrigal's upset up in second. Now we're used to seeing Javi running out to center field to catch baseballs. We're not going to see that as much. And um, so I don't know. That's kind of a concern of mine. And and then um, here's a question though: If you were to go, and this is it's a total hypothetical, and I and maybe you don't think the Cubs would ever do this, is go and get a front line pitcher sometime during the year. And like, let's say you got a shot at the division. Maybe that's not enough for them to go actually make a move. <laughs> but let's say, it w- you know, if they would get a front end pitcher and you slotted everybody back one. Let me just like just for uh, you know dreaming sake. Let's say like uh, you can we, get you Darvish again. Yeah, we get you Darvish. The Padres suck again. Uh, they they blow up the the Padres. We get you Darvish back, and now like you slot everybody back. Then do you have a one two three that gets you? Anywhere through a playoff run. You mean like in uh, 2018 or 2019 when they had, or uh, 2020, you know, again, let's, let's get a look at any of those when they had Darvish, when they had, look at, well, and they did. I mean, 2020, you had Darvish and Hendricks, right? And and then they got their asses beat by the Marlins because they couldn't score any freaking runs. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, do, it Kyle, and, Kyle and you and who knows who? Yeah, Kyle and who and, and who knows who. I am really concerned about Kyle Hendricks. I have to be honest. I mean, he gave, he was gave up a lot of home runs last year. He's given up home runs in spring, the spring so far. I mean, I just, man, yeah. I, he might not give up and home runs early. In, in his first series because it's going to be like 35 degrees. But uh, when it starts to warm up, uh, I've got some major concerns with Kyle Hendricks. John, I don't know if you got to catch any Arizona baseball out in Sloan, but I was out there. <laughs> couple games. Two tree. I got some video of you. I've got some uh, video I took of you that you didn't know that I was taking as you're stumbling through the concourse. So just to keep yeah, your – Okay, I'm going to try to limit it then. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I said the same thing. When I came back from Arizona and I'm talking to Michael and Danny, I'm like, guys, you know, I feel all right. You know, I don't feel great. I don't feel horrible. But I said the one thing that worries me is like Kyle Hendricks. Like I understand people work on things in spring training and you don't take a whole bunch out of it. But you take that last season that he had, which was like his worst season that he's had, and then you got to see what he's been doing in the desert. And you just sometimes you watch pitches, you kind of try to listen for certain things. And I was just like, boy, I'm not feeling comfortable. So I'm glad you brought that up because I'm not the only one thinking that right now. You know, since we're talking about the starting pitching and that nobody's really stretched out right now or whatever, do we see a uh, position player pitching in the first week? <laughs> Somebody come in just to take no, an inning, just to get through. I don't, I don't think so because I don't think the Brewers are going to score that many runs. <laughs> it, it may not be about the other team. It might it's just gonna be, be about cl- the Cubs yeah. well, not the having enough. Like a two-one game. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> two-one game. The issue is you've got a twenty-eight <laughs> man roster, so I mean they can carry sixteen pitchers if they want to, fifteen or sixteen. So they got two extras. They'll they'll roll somebody out there, right? Even if it starts getting embarrassing, and that's why I'm. I mean, I think you're really going to see Ross. You know, normally you would look at it and you get a little bit concerned if that starter's only going two or three innings. I think at this point, like if Miley or Mills, or I'm sorry, Smiley, either way, Miley Mills, Smiley, <laughs> that's going to be a problem all yeah. year long. Hannah Montana, whatever, um, goes out there. <laughs> if if those guys at four and five give you three innings, I think that's this sounds really bad. But I think that's actually what they're hoping for. I don't even wow. think they're looking for four innings out of those guys. I think you're saying, hey, you give me three. Keegan Thompson's going to come in right after. Give me two, maybe three. And then we've got the – again, there's your piggyback, right? Hey, we got our five innings, maybe six out of our out of our bulk starters, and that's what you just hope for. And I think there's going to be some dudes who are going to be forced to wear it 
If, if you're coming in that second one and you're getting hit hard, you are going to wear that one. And then, um, that, sorry, That's man. why they stretched Jesse Chavez out to yep. three innings. Now, yeah, that was, you know, kind of scary. One of the things that I saw, everyone saw that was a huge deal the other day, and Marquis caught it, and, and, congr- and Elise Meneker tweeted it out and all that stuff, was Ethan Roberts. Uh, David Robert, David uh, Ross came in to tell him he, you know, he made the team. And that just basically he kind of, you know, the motions kind of came out of him. Evan, you got a pretty cool story about Evan. I don't know if you'd like to share that, but, you know, a lot of people don't know about some of these stories. Yeah, I, I won't I won't go uh, maybe do the full thing. But it, but uh, long story short, right, it was the off season. So this would have been uh, November ish of 2019. Uh, he had finished up his, his season at single A, pitched at South Bend and Myrtle. And uh, anyway, my, my daughter was in the hospital. I won't go through all that stuff, but I, I got a DM on Twitter from some guy. And uh, he's just, hey, you know, is there anything I can do? Just want to let you know, I, I heard about your story. We've been praying for your family. And I was like, yeah, we got, you know, like a little Amazon wish list. People are sending cards, whatever. He's like, yeah, what's what's the address? I'll send a card. And uh, my wife uh, texted me or called or something a few days later. It was like, hey, who's this Ethan Roberts guy? And I was like, oh, it's that. Like, I, I knew of him from us covering the minors and stuff, but I, I had never interacted with the guy, never talked to him. And it, it it was it was Ethan. So he had heard about it. He wrote her a letter uh, or a little card, and and had a his uh, baseball card from the South Bend Cubs that he'd autographed. And we've we've kept in touch since. And then when he came through town, uh, I live in Indianapolis. When he came through town with the Iowa Cubs last year, we got a chance to meet him. Um, you know, he and then his his wife was there. His little boy. His wife was very pregnant at the time. She ended up having a baby. You know, we sent him like a little thing of flowers, little stuffed animal, whatever. And so we've kind of just kept in touch on that stuff over over the years and uh it's just been really really cool then to see that because that's a dude uh you know again we, we talk about this rotation we talk about the bullpen whatever but there's guys like ethan roberts scott efros uh justin Steele's another one i've gotten to interview and get to know over so like for me i'm looking at saying these guys might suck but there's some dudes here who i'm like really emotionally invested in and i'm really excited to see them i'd rather i'd rather have the cubs be a lot better but if they're not going to be that good <laughs> Give some opportunities to these young guys and let them go. I don't want to see Stephen Brault out there, to be honest. I, yeah, I know? actually said that in the offseason when we were talking about all this stuff. That was my one thing. If they're not going to go for it, I want to see young guys every day. I want to see them get their opportunities rather than running out like what you're saying, like Stephen Brault for just to pick up a couple innings. Like that's going to be the worst case scenario of a Cubs season. Yeah. And that's what a uh, question from Jedi of Chicago. So I guess this is how you guys all feel about it. The thing I want to know about the pitching this year is can Thompson and Steele take that next step? Cause that will show if the Cubs can develop hitters. And I think that's exactly what you said. Let's see if they can, because yeah. they're going to have to get through it. Uh, those tight moments in order to um, they're, they're just going to have to get through it. Otherwise uh, they're, they're not going to learn to be the pitchers that they need to be. It's like there, we saw that with, Kyle Hendricks, when he came up, remember, like Joe would never let him get to that third time through the order and just like protect him, protect him, protect him. And then he figured it out one day and then then he then you could uh, move him. So I would like to see that kind of process, too. Um, uh, so you guys, I know, Evan, you got a hard out at 730. Uh, so I'll, I, I'll let you go. And uh, John, if you want to stay on a little bit longer, we're waiting on um, one more guest to come through. I don't know. You've you're. You probably can't because you're at a little league. Baseball. I have until my kids get in the car. John's the one that had the hard stop. I got a couple more minutes. I, 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 I got, I got probably about 10 minutes. Shaw, so 
I'm just trying to go jump on. You know, I got you, I got Clayton Kershaw on hold on the other line right now. Actually. Yeah, <laughs> so. no, that's that's what you had said. But but we'll let you we'll let you go. I, I have one uh, question before uh, you guys leave, and it's from my uh, Twitter poll to see. Uh, and this I have a question is. The question is, number of different starting pitchers used by the Cubs this year, over under 11.5. People guessed the over at 61%. What would you guys say there? What did they use last year? Do you know? It was, I believe, 11. Yeah, I go under. I'll, I'll take the over just because I think they'll probably use six within the first week. And then you've got Miley. There's there's seven. I think Chavez gets starts as an opener. There's eight. Yeah, I was going to say talk about injuries. The whole opener thing throws like a wrench into the whole question because like how do they they count when you're doing that? But I would like yeah. for them to use an opener for Hendricks, have him throw an inning in the bullpen, and then come in in the second so he can avoid the first inning of death with giving up four or five homers. Spend in the bullpen. Yeah, yeah. Have him come in as a reliever, bulk starter. <laughs> well, guys. I do want to uh, say happy opening day, Eve. I I love your work. Thank you. I love both of you. I love both of your work. I will. I can't wait to see you at the ballpark. We're gonna have a great year, regardless of you know the that this is is it's different here now, which is, is now <laughs> sure it, is. it is now that now there's a casino. Yeah, Woo! it's, it's <laughs> yeah. different. It's different, but we're the same. So a uh, little bit older. A little bit smarter, like Dom said, but uh, I think we're going to have a good time either way. And, Johnny, I wanted to thank you, the wife, the kids, and and Teddy, who likes me better than Evan, for everything. It was a blast out in Arizona. (laughs) Teddy's a sellout, man. (laughs) That's my dog, just in case you guys are wondering. Well, thanks for coming on. We'll we'll see you at the ballpark. Peace. Where Where did Michael go? Get a beer. Oh yeah, <laughs> he he sounded like he already had a few beers. He's, he's like, this is what happens when you get into your forties. Like you take the one sip and you're instant slur. <laughs> you ever you ever noticed that? Yeah, and the peen. Yeah, exactly. You instantly have to pee, and you instantly slur your words. Um, should we let him back in, or is he, we think he's too drunk? All right, we'll let him. Right, he we'll didn't shut him. down the show like I did. Yeah, so. he didn't shut down the show. <laughs> um, so uh, let let me share another just quick uh, poll. That I took. Oh, well, I was going to do that. But Crawley, this one's about you. Uh, number of times that Crawley will get on marquee during the season over under 3.5. People took the over on that one. And I, I think I even put the over under too low. Did, did, did the Taylor McGregor spot count as anything? No. Or no, at the no. season. The regular season. Okay. Regular season. Okay. I'm going to work so. on it. So our next guest, we're going to have on a, a very funny comedian named Joe Kilgallen. I'm going to pop him on there. Hey, Joe. What's up, Joe? Oh, we're having some uh, technical difficulties. I think we can't hear you. No, we we can't hear you. You might be able to hear us, but the other person I was going to bring on is Sarah Sanchez. Hey! Can you hear Sarah? Can you hear me? Yes! Yes, yes we can hear you. We just can't hear Joe. He'll he'll, he'll fix his stuff uh, live and on air. We'll, we'll figure it out. I, I hear some crackling, so that's a good. That's always a good sign <laughs> when you're doing sound. Um, so uh. I was going to have uh, Sarah and Joe on to talk specifically about the Cubs outfield, um, which Sarah and I have talked about on uh, Bleed Cubby Blue or a cup of Cubby Blue a bunch of times. And there was an article on uh, Bleed Cubby Blue all about it. But, you know, talking about an it's different here situation. The only real lock you got that you're going to throw out there every day, I think you'd agree, Sarah, is Seiya Suzuki. And then 
you got kind of a by committee. I don't even know if we know who made the team yet, do we? I haven't seen a final word on that. Actually, let me go check the site right now to let me, see let if me, Al's got the say, final 28-man roster. But I, just, I haven't seen it. I've been running around like a crazy person today. Though. Let me just say breaking news. I walked around Wrigley Field, and I don't know if it counts for anything, but the banner has Clint Frazier out there. It's, ah, my okay. I mean, he's obviously one of the guys who should be on the 28-man roster. He's part he of the be. seven-headed outfield monster. <laughs> like, I, it, I, it would have been more of a surprise to me if Clint Frazier was not. He got billing with Alec Mills. Exciting. I remember when those banners used to have Javier Baez and Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryan on him. Yeah, those were different. That was That was a different situation at that point. Michael, I think you have unplugged your mic somehow. Because mm-hmm. you are no, yeah, you are no longer talking through your microphone. Yeah, you're just, still no Joe Kilgallen. And still no Joe Kilgallen. I don't know what's going. on. I will on. tell you, I did go to uh, see his <laughs> comedy routine. It was quite, quite good. The wife and yeah. I went out there in Schaumburg. It was, it was good. Yeah, and uh, and I will say this: that Joe's uh, Joe's work as a mime is really great too. So that's might that might be how he has to do <laughs> to tell us his uh, division winning uh, predictions. But um, so Sarah, uh, let me just say, ask you real quick: who would you throw out there opening day? Right field, left field, center field. Sure, I mean. I'll give you my opening day lineup, but I want to caveat it with if this doesn't work, it's because Corbin Burns is a really good pitcher. And the so it's not like if this lineup gets thrown out there and it winds up not working, it's a bust and you have to go somewhere else. Um, I think that I want to see what Clip, I want to see a lineup of Clip Frazier and left. I want to see Ian Happ in center and I want to see Seiya Suzuki in right. If you read the piece that I wrote on Bleed Cubby Blue, uh, earlier this week, last week, I don't know, the days are all running together. Um, I, that's the that's the lineup that I really think the Cubs would like to see on a daily basis. That's the guys who, re- who have excelled at various points of their earlier development, whether that was in Japan, whether that was um, as first round draft picks. That's the that's the best hope for a real star studded outfield here. If, for whatever reason, Clint Frazier and Ian Happ turn into pumpkins, as they are both want to do, um, and I, you know, you look at their WOBA 15-day rolling averages, it's just like peaks and valleys all the way, MVP to nothing, uh, then what I think you wind up with is Clint Frazier and Ian Happ doing a little bit of a platoon, sharing some time with Jonathan VR, and then you also have uh, Michael Hermosillo and Rafael Ortega. Actually, Paul, I see your question about Hayward. I, I think Jason Hayward at this point – is a clubhouse leader and a defensive replacement. And if he is starting or doing anything more than that, I don't know what David Ross is doing because there are a lot of guys out there who need the playing time. And I just, Jason Hayward is not one of them right now for me. Yeah. yeah. It was- I, I honestly would have brought it. I, I mean, I don't know. I personally would have loved to see Brennan Davis take over that center field spot and, you know, move the guys around. Hap could be on the bench and, you know, all that stuff. But, you know, we're we're not going to get Brendan Davis for another maybe two months or so. I don't think we're going to get Brendan Davis for another year. I think Brendan Davis doesn't come up till twenty twenty three unless this team is over five hundred at some point in time and looks like they could run down the Brewers or Cardinals. But, but here's the real question: Do we have Joe Kilgallen? I hope so. Yay! Hey, yeah. Hi, Joe. It's been a hot minute. Hey, Sarah. How are you? Good I'm to good. see everybody else. You guys are, look wonderful as usual. 
So same question, Joe. Who who are you throwing out there opening day? I mean, regardless of the fact that we're facing the Cy Young Award winner, which we'll talk about with Eric Wheeler in a little bit, but um, yeah, who 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 do you like out there? Is you like penciling them in every day, kind of thing? Well, if that's even a thing. I don't think there's an everyday kind of thing, but opening day, since we are facing a very tough righty, I'm going to go Hap as the DH. Actually, now that I think about it, because I don't know how healthy he is. Uh, Frazier and left. Ortega in center, Suzuki in right. Ortega did he he mashed right-handed pitching last year. I don't think he's an everyday guy. He's another one of those thirty-year-old rookies we've seemed to find. Uh, but yeah, I think that's how I'd go around the outfield. I got to tell you, a fan favorite so far has been Michael Hermosillo. Uh, saw him out in Arizona. He, the guy's got you know just a lot of fun, and he's one of those guys that every time he rounds first, the helmet goes off, and it's just a lot of excitement. You guys, you guys think uh, he's got this guy has something that he can uh, keep to the team, add to the team, or is it just kind of one of those things that a nice spring? I'll let Sarah go first. Uh, <laughs> oh, I mean, look, I love Michael Hermosillo. He's a great story, and I think that he should get some playing time. And I, I think that when the rosters get cut back to twenty six after this period of about a month, where they're going to be at twenty eight, I'm not sure that Hermosillo has a roster spot. I I personally would kind of like to see this team let Hermosillo get some reps rather than, you know, trying to do whatever it is they're doing with the the crew of old guys that they've given one-year contracts to or that they still have hanging around on deals that I, I really think they're going to have to cut bait on the Hayward deal, if not this year, next year at some point in time. But I don't think they're going to cut bait on the Hayward deal over Michael Hermosillo. He is out of options. Um, and so I think we'll get Michael, Michael Hermosillo is going to get a chance to really make the team or do the best he can in May. And I unfortunately think he gets DFA after. That. Did you know he doesn't speak Spanish? I, I didn't presume he did speak. Yeah, well, Crawley, Crawley gave it, Crawley <laughs> gave it the old college try uh, it, with, and he, Michael looked at him like, uh, bro, I don't speak Spanish. I'm <laughs> from Illinois, dude. Like <laughs> I'm from Canada. I didn't know. Yeah. Here's, here's a question, and we talked about a little bit, uh, you know, five seconds ago about, uh, and this is one of my questions that I put out on Twitter. Ian Happ, he, he, he comes and goes as a hitter. How many last, – last year he had three months with an, with an OPS over 800 and three months with an OPS under 800. When it was under, it was way under, okay? So uh, how many months will Happ – have with an OPS as a hitter over 800 this uh, this year. Can he figure out that he could at least get four months out of it? It's you know over under 3.5. Um, 68% said under on the on the uh, poll. To I'm going to go over. I'm going to say over. I'm going to say for whatever reason I don't really have any kind of real evidence. I mean, Happ has had a couple of years where he looked great in September. I think this is the year he gets off to a solid start. I think he knows what this team's trying to do. It's not like in years past where there was pressure. I think this is a season with no pressure. You know, a lot of rookies come into, you know, they, they get their at-bats under very little pressure. They're playing for teams like Pittsburgh and whatnot. Hap was a former first-round pick that was on the 2017 Cubs and played well, but he went right into the pressure cooker of playing on the north side during a great run of playoff, you know, perennial playoff teams. This year, not the case. So I kind of think he's kind of more relaxed and he kind of knows what they're trying to do, and he takes that next step. If I could touch on Homer Seal real quick, I don't start him against a tough righty. I think he's going to platoon a little bit. My hope, Sarah, I think you're most likely right, but my hope, or what I think they're trying to do, while 
rosters are expanded, I think Hayward's going to get more bats than anyone's going to be happy about. I think if he doesn't show anything, that's when he comes up with a phantom injury, and that's how you keep Hermosillo on the team a little bit longer to get more of a look. And uh, because I think they're hoping, all right, like let's. It's still a lot of money to eat, which they're eventually going to have to eat it. But I think they're probably going to try to give Jason one last chance to, you know, maybe he hits like he did in 2020. Who knows? And if that's the case, you could probably eat a lot of that and move him to someone. You still have to eat a lot of it regardless. But that's are, are you say, are you saying he's going to be better for 60 games and then somehow they can get rid of him? Yes, if he has a good 60 games. <laughs> he was okay in 2019, too. I think people forget that. I mean, he still wasn't what he was getting paid. He wasn't I, what he was that one year with St. Louis or a couple years yeah. in Atlanta. But, yeah, I hear you. I, I, I lit my prayer candle for him the other day. This yeah, is, he's going to help our draft pick in 2022, guys, or 2023, I mean. He's going to help us draft higher. And that's what this year is about. Half the Twitter has told me. Yeah, well, and, yeah, I know. But now we, but now we've got to be in the uh, the lottery, the draft lottery. Um, no, he's a glorified. Cubs have good luck. I fully anticipate the Cubs right. to have the worst draft lottery luck ever. That just seems like a very that's Cub thing to do. Oh yeah, no, we'll 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 finish. We'll lose 115 games in draft eighth. That's what's going to happen. Uh, and the Cardinals get a compensatory pick. Yeah, and the, yeah, so, <laughs> right. yeah, somehow and the, the Cardinals, Cardinals pick seventh and ninth. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, uh, well, I'm going to wish the the same thing to you guys, like happy opening day and all that stuff. Like I know for us, it's like such like, it's almost like uh, the new year for us. It's like rebirth and everything. But let me ask you your your central predictions, at least uh, your predict. Who, who do you think takes it? Where do you think the Cubs will uh, end up in, in that uh, among the five teams, Sarah? So I see this division as breaking down the following way. I think that the Brewers are the class of the division, and I think that they're probably going to run the thing possibly wire to wire. I mean, I just don't – I suppose the Cubs could get lucky again. I mean, the Cubs just have to beat them that first game, yeah. and then it's it's over. No more wire to wire. Yeah, I, I don't have a lot of faith in that. Um, but I would love to be proven wrong. I'm going to be cheering for the Cubs tomorrow if they play, just like everybody else. Um I think the Brewers are the class of the division. I think the Cardinals are probably in second. I see the Cubs and Reds kind of fighting it out for third. I think the Pirates are not even trying to do anything interesting. They won't even call up the only shortstop that they have to play. I will say this. I think that we all should prepare ourselves for a very special season of double magic because I cannot imagine anything more Cardinal than being like, We've got Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina and Albert Pujols in their final season for one last hurrah. And it doesn't matter that we don't have any pitching. We have a guy named Lars Newbar down in the minors, and he's going to come up and hit 900 for a while, and it's just going to be gross. So everybody just brace yourself because it's going to be gross. Well, hopefully the marquee network will not send them any Prevagen because those guys kind of need it, I'm guessing. <laughs> They've got a lifetime <laughs> supply of Prevagen, I guarantee you, somewhere in marquee network. Well, uh, happy opening day. Uh, oh, no, Joe, you got to tell me. Uh, we, what's your uh, season prediction? What do you got? Uh, <laughs> he rubbed his hands. He's ready. Yeah, he's ready for uh, this. He's like, Pirates all the way, game. right? <laughs> I do. I think Pittsburgh's going to win 110 games. No, um, <laughs> yeah, it's such a bad division. I was looking at the division closer. Like, yeah, I was going through some uh, rosters and stuff like that. It's such, That's why I think our Cubs fans are so angry. It's such a winnable division. We could have spent a bunch and still not hurt our future. You know, right. anyway, uh, I got the Brewers winning as well with 85 wins. Uh, I've got the Cardinals at 82 wins. Uh, the Cubs, I think, will win 77. All right. And the Reds, 74. And Pittsburgh, 59. Um, 
I think, yeah, you know, I, is, is it optimistic? Seven, what I say, 77 for the Cubs? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they'll have some guys that'll have nice, surprising second halves. You know, I think, who knows? I, I, I don't know. I, I think there's going to be some cool individual storylines to watch Cubs fans. I really do think, I, I think that'll keep us entertained enough. Um, we'll still be annoyed throughout the year because, again, it's going to be such a crappy division. But, uh, yeah, I think I can see them. Remember in 2014, they won 32-28 and 28 in the second half. I could see this team doing something like that after they traded everyone and then, you know, a few people make some surprises uh, along the way. You know, some surprise pitching. Maybe Caleb Killian comes up in June and actually looks really strong in the second half. Justin Steele puts it together in the second half after a rough first half, which could happen because he's young and, first go around that kind of thing you know yeah no it, it, and sometimes they're so young and dumb that they don't know that they're not supposed to win you know and that's i think the best we can hope for is that everybody takes a step forward i mean 2015 we weren't expecting the cubs to do anything they had a, they had you know brian schlitter was like the, yeah. the the point man in the bullpen that year so it's like you know the good things can happen that maybe we're not expecting i think we all are going to look for them well, um, happy opening day, and uh, we're going to take it to just a quick commercial real quick. Um, I appreciate you guys coming on. Of course, I'll see you at the old ballpark. See you and, tomorrow? And, and uh, mm-hmm. see you tomorrow. Joe, uh, plug your shit. What do you got uh, going just, on? Just check out my YouTube. I, I get money if you click on videos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, YouTube.com slash Joe Kilgallen, like hours of stand-up comedy on there, so check it out. Yeah, and Sarah, plug away. Uh, follow me at, at BCB underscore Sarah. I tweet about baseball 95% of the time. I post all of my writing there. And Danny and I have been doing the Bleed Cubby Blue podcast these days, Cup of Cubby Blue. If you are the type of person who has been a little bit disheartened by the Cubs sell-off and all of the things that happened on Blue Friday at the trade deadline, you will not want to miss our episode from Monday. It's a conversation with Craig Calcaterra, who has a new book out uh, as of yesterday called Rethinking Fandom how to beat the sports industrial complex at its own game. And I am telling you, if you live in Wrigleyville, which is turning fast into Ricketsville, you will not want to miss that conversation. Check it out uh, and go Cubs. Yeah, it was. I just listened to yesterday, guys. It was a great show. Yeah, listen away. And uh, also subscribe to us on Patreon. That's how we produce this show. Uh, it's patreon.com forward slash Sunranto. And here's a commercial for it that's also funny. So thanks, Joe and Sarah. And we'll see you at the ballpark. Thanks. You know, tons of people take a multivitamin, including me. I take not just a multivitamin, but extra vitamin D uh, because I live in Chicago and don't get a lot of sun. And uh, I take uh, probiotics and, uh, you know, I I must take sometimes five, six pills a day, uh, especially during the winter. Vitamin C, zinc. Uh, Anyway, there's a a better solution for that. uh, And it's one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens. Um, You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients, and it helps to support your gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. And it's lifestyle-friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. How much do my 17,000 vitamins cost? Probably more than that. 
It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills like I take and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Do it today. The Sun Ranto Show is also brought to you by ColorCast. ColorCast is a live, audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. And guess what? Sun Ranto Show is a part of it. You can go download ColorCast, follow Sun Ranto Show, and the show you're listening to right now, directly after it, we went on, we went on ColorCast... And we had a great time over there. And we just, we kept on going with the show on ColorCast. And uh, you can join the room. All you got to do is follow us on Ranto Show. Here's what you got to do, actually. Download the ColorCast app. It's free in the iOS store. Create a profile. Link your Twitter. Join the Baseball League. Follow Sun Ranto Show. And you're going to be notified when my room goes live. And uh, we're going to be going live after every single live show this month. At the very least, uh, until the season gets started, directly after the Sun Ranto show. So check it out. It's a really cool app. And uh, join on up. I also want to add, too, is that if you were a Patreon subscriber, uh, you would be getting a copy of our conversation on the ColorCast app. That would be an addendum to the normal podcast that you're listening to now. So there is more Sun Ranto show that you're just not getting because you're not a Patreon member. Also, <laughs> you had to listen to a ColorCast app uh, ad and an Athletic Reads ad, which the Patreon uh, subscribers did not. So, your choice. In the meantime, download ColorCast. Listen to us over there. It's a lot of fun. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just $1 a month can buy a scorecard. $5 a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And $10 a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Rancher levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. 
What does Sunranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. Welcome back to the Sunranto Ranter Roundtable table. We're gonna we're gonna keep it going here um, by bringing on our next guest. We have a a new uh, guest that we've never had on the Sun Ranto show before. Mike Busateri. I hope I'm saying that right. I think I am. And Andy from the Pointless Exercise Podcast. And hey guys, he, he has been on the show just, before. Just so you know, Michael, I made sure that he gave you top billing because you ended up as the and more before. Yeah, I, I was like the first season of Gilligan's Island when the theme song was like, and the rest. <laughs> 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 well, I know they had to pay more for that. You know, the yeah. agent couldn't didn't negotiate very well. Totally. So, so we asked you guys to come in and maybe talk about this uh, Cubs infield that's going to be going and getting all these baseballs that are going to be rolling on the ground from all our ground ball pitchers. But I figured we could start with uh, the catcher. Uh, which is, you know, I guess not really an infield position, but I didn't have it covered anywhere else. Um, Wilson Contreras, uh, is he going to be with the Cubs the entire year? What's your prediction on that, Andy? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else I got shit to do? (laughs) Well, in fact, most people agree with you because I put Wilson Contreras games as a Cub over under 93.5, which brings us right pretty much up to the trade deadline with a few days off. And uh, most people said under that he's not going to play more than 93.5, 93 games in a Cubs uniform. Where, where do you come in on that, Mike? No, he's not. And, and, and I'll tell you why. Jed has been in Theo's shadow since Christ left Chicago, right? <laughs> he wants out. You know, that's why there's only three guys from the 2016 uh, team that are still there. And he wants to build his own thing. He wants to build his own World Series team. And as much as I think he should extend Wilson Contreras, he's not going to do it because he wants to be able to be – he wants to be able to be the guy that said, this is my team. I created this thing that that won this next Cubs World Championship. So I don't think he's going to be around either. Yeah, the same way uh, Theo wanted to get rid of Javi, right? But, you know, Joe Madden kind of forced that. Yeah. So uh, you're looking at an infield, basically, of Schwindel, Wisdom, Madrigal, Horner, I guess, Andrelton Simmons when he comes back out, a little Jonathan VR. Maybe you see a little Rivas playing first if they let him on the team. We're not even sure of that. And eventually, we'll get the baseball stylings of David Bodie uh, back. <laughs> oh, God. Everybody, just for the podcast listeners, everybody tilted their head back, rolled their <laughs> eyes, and took a drink of their beer. <laughs> I, said David I need something drink. stronger for that, okay? Yeah, except for Mike, who too has a martini. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean – what do you what are we looking at here? I mean, is this is not obviously a, a group of world beaters, but what do you what, what are you looking for out of uh, this particular infield? Like, is this going to be the whole year like this, or that, or is somebody going to get shipped off and some package? Like, what's your prediction with this? You mean the the Randy Hunley fantasy camp uh, <laughs> cornerstones of our thirty one year old second year guys, Patrick Wisdom and Frank Schwindel? <laughs> I guess it depends if their if their checks keep clearing. I'm sure they could play the entire season, right? Why isn't that know, an obvious? They have shirt. to pay, but whatever they're paying is I'm, the Ricketts seem to take it, so that's fine. I'm sorry, I walked right over you there. 
No, no, it's, you're, you're breaking up a little bit, actually. No. But it's, uh, I mean, you know, Andrew Simmons, is he the new Daniel Descalso here? I mean, he just, he, we sign him, we never see him. Like, what happens, like, here with this? I mean, what I'm wondering is, like, is this defense good enough to go and get enough ground balls to win these 77 games that were just predicted? You know, it, it, go is 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 uh Nick Madrigal gonna go get him in the hole and you know do jump throws and shit like I mean do you see this working at all like or is this just gonna be painful I mean I think Nick Madrigal could like hide in the hole right <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know I think I think Mike you were watching the cub preview on marquee right Sadly, I was yeah did you see Cole Wright handcuffing Frank why rolling him ground balls at first base? This was supposed to be yeah. Frank was supposed to be giving a demonstration how to field first base, and he was <laughs> clanking rolled ground balls to him from the studio host. That ought to answer your question. You know, Wisdom's a pretty good defensive third baseman. Simmons, yeah. I don't ever want to have to see, but that's the one thing he can do is field. Good so arm. He's good arm over there. He's just going to have to keep every ground ball steered to that side of the field. Maybe line drives so Frank doesn't have to catch any throws. So we're talking defensively, yeah, I, offensively, when you look at Madrigal and Horner, they seem to have pretty good hit tools. Do you think that those guys can maybe, you know, we haven't had a leadoff hitter since Dexter Fowler, and before that, God only knows. You guys see something happening there with those two guys at the top of the order, maybe offensively? Well, okay, so I look at the Cubs infield, and, and I, somehow they've managed to simultaneously have polar opposite players on the corners, <laughs> right, and identical players in the middle, at least half of the season. <laughs> Right, I th- you've got wisdom at third. Who's got tremendous paro power? He's a good defender, but he strikes out a ton. Uh, but he's a very handsome man. He's got quite the face, Patrick. Wisdom. Gorgeous. I met him. Oh, I melted. I, I, I'm sure you. Who among us has not? Right. And then at first, you've got Schwindel. He's a contact hitter. How handsome is he, Mike? Well, I'm going to get there, Andy. Okay. He's, he's a contact hitter. He doesn't strike out much. He's a horrible defender, and he's got a rubber face. <laughs> They're the exact opposite. And then in the middle, you've got Nick and Nico who are exactly the same guy, except neither one of them can stay healthy. It's really an interesting kind of. Did the Cubs, you, you know, we were all, uh, you know, three true outcome team for a while. Strikeout, walk, home run. Did Now we're a big contact team. Did we just uh, totally zig when we uh, we were zagging and now we zigged and there could have been is is this a, is this an overcorrection? I guess is my question. Well, it's hard to say an overcorrection of being a contact team when you have Jason Hayward in, in the lineup. Yeah, <laughs> well, <but> hopefully he's <laughs> well, not in the lineup too much. I, you know, right, I think we all we all should be fair. Right, four three. Yeah. yeah, right. Four, three, exactly. Actually, a little less contact from Hayward would help. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, say to time, be, Jason, just to be one fair, out the he's a one true contact guy. Yeah, <laughs> we need, we need Jay, Jason to have Patrick Wisdom strikeout rate. That would be beneficial to the team. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, infield fly girls here in the chat says, and I would like to remind that everybody that Rafael Ortega exists and that can maybe be a leadoff hitter as well, and well, is also very handsome. Yeah, well, tell tell Jed. I agree with you. I, I agree with IFG. Yes, <laughs> tell Jed because Jed's. We could go with an, an Ortega Hermosillo platoon, right? But clearly, the Cubs have absolutely no intention of doing that. Yeah, I was getting a beer at Lucky Door and I saw Jed, but he ran real quick when I started yelling his name. <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit, it's Crowley!" <laughs> Run, just left him in Arizona, son of a bitch. <laughs> he finds me everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, uh, so what do you what do you guys think? What's a, what's your overall feeling for this Central Division right now? I mean, uh, do, do the Cubs even have a a third place in them? <laughs> they do because the Reds and Pirates seem to really want them to finish in third. That seems to be the the key there. So it's just like bad default. Yeah, you take well, I, it. I thought I saw Fangrass predicted the Cubs at 162 and zero today, mistakenly. <laughs> mistakenly, <laughs> but, but I'm going to go with that. I'm going to say 162 and zero for the Cubs. I mean, the Cubs have an interesting lineup, but it's the pitching, right? That's really the really yeah. the, the interesting thing is that we don't know who they are, so we have to like yeah. we're interested in figuring them that out. Yeah, who's going to be the pitchers? Yeah, we're not totally clear um, at this point. Um, so uh, please plug your shit, guys. Um, uh, the Pointless Exercise podcast guy, Andy, that's uh, – that's uh, you guys are both on that show, correct? You're both. Yeah. We are. But Mike's Mike, on two of our podcasts. He's on our two. Bear podcast and he's on our Movie Deep Dive podcast. Right. So that's big, cool. So the Pointless Exercise podcast, and people can find that where? Just at everywhere. PointlessExercise.com. And you can also subscribe to the Pointless Exercise newsletter at PointlessExercise.com. Uh, the baseball podcast this year is uh, me and Dave Brown from Bally Sports and uh, occasionally Kyle Reichert. So. I got to tell you, Andy, uh, I, I did subscribe, and my favorite is your look at the Cubs promotional giveaways because I feel like you're speaking to me. Um, but uh, it's definitely worth a good laugh. My my two favorite ones: the sock they're giving away on opening day that is supposed <laughs> oh, to be. A I think koozie. we have a picture of that. Yeah, and the and the the bag they're giving away that is too big to ever bring back to the park. It, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up here. Yeah, yeah there it is. This is this is the beer koozie that I mean. I guess you unroll this. It looks like a dick sweater. Like that <laughs> hot chili peppers. Yeah. yeah, it's like Milton Berle. You only unroll enough to win. I absolutely <laughs> think that that's supposed to be seen only when you unzip. Yeah, I think they put that on you in Hollywood you're, when you're about to do a full frontal nude scene, and you're, you know, the cameras are rolling. Yeah, out. we're gonna we're gonna take your word for that. Like, you, you, you've got you've got nothing but a robe and the Cubs and, and the Cubs sock. sock. Yeah, exactly. And, and Mike, you're you're out in L.A. right? So, uh, you you do stand up out there? Yeah, I'm on L.A. now. Though I'll be back to Chicago next month. But uh, as Andy said, we we have a movie deep dive uh, podcast coming up of Young Frankenstein. Ooh, mm. yeah. Mm. We did and, uh, uh, <laughs> about this time last year. We did draft day with Dave Kaplan because that's his favorite movie, and <laughs> the, he it really was. He knew way too much about draft day. <laughs> Yeah, it was frightening. He's it watching it right now. That's why he's not coming on the show today. <laughs> right. I asked him to come Dave, on. Will you come on? It's draft day night, man. I can't. Yeah, yeah. me and my wife watch draft day every night before opening day. It's just yes. a thing. But people can find me on, on the Twitters at, uh, at Mike Pusateri and on Instagram at I am Mike Pusateri. Yeah. And I can't wait to see you guys at the ballpark, too. You know, Mike, we were hanging out there in the wintertime a little the bit. The Crystal we, Kind Market. Yeah, the Crystal Kind. Yeah, we, we <laughs> hung out. That's where we met. We sat at a picnic bench yeah. uh, and just hung out for a little bit. And Andy, I don't think we've ever met in person. So we got we got to throw like a big round table bleacher yeah. extravaganza where we all just get drunk and make fun of shit. Yeah, Andy maybe just Andy. do that and leave out the round table. Yeah. Are we gonna use the round table? Right, we, we just need to get all these people together and and just pick at the rickets. Yeah, there you go. There you That's go. Yeah, Andy, send, send send the Decipio jet and put flyers. Out there. <laughs> all right, yeah, I'll try that. Okay. Jet. And that's where you can find Andy too. Decipio, D E S I P I O. But. That's right. 
Thanks for coming on, gentlemen. Uh, happy opening day, Eve. Well, it should be an interesting year, even if it's not a great one. We'll have a good time, I think. All right. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Thank guys. Thanks for coming. All right. No, sorry. I'm having trouble getting rid of Andy. There you go. <laughs> That's always yeah, Andy's just like. trying to be quiet. Yeah. It's like as uh, soon as he's off, he's like, fucking, that sucked. <laughs> so, uh, so now uh, we, we have some uh, very special guests. Like, I thought we'd take a look at this from the. Uh, we've had some kind of new media types on here, but we're going to take a, a look at this from the state of uh, fandom. Oh, I was just going to bring in Feel Fly Girl. Oh, there she is. Okay, bringing her on first because I want. Uh, hello, Hi. well, welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. IFG in the house. Um, very nice fake Zoom background. It's re- <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm, I know it's real. <laughs> I yes, have to very, uh, very real. Yeah, I have to subscribe to describe this to the podcast listeners. It's it's Cubs that we got the the. I always think that's the Crawley Club. That's the eighty four logo. Eighty four yeah. logo. Yeah. What else? You got to play a little show and tell here. Okay, a little bit of show and tell. Uh, in Please. this corner, we have uh, Carrie Wood. Uh, this is a Matt made a thing thing. So oh, nice. Check him out. Um, so this is the Kerry Wood uh, 20 strikeout game. I've got uh, the Kyle Schwarber, Matt made a thing thing too. Um, this is one of my monkeys. My monkey's uh, first baseman, Chen Chen Cho. I've got all of my baseballs, mostly um, Taiwanese players and some CPBL balls and stuff. I have the 2006 Cubs because I enjoy Why failure. Not? I don't <laughs> The 2006 <laughs> Cubs. I, I celebrate that team too. It got Dusty you- Baker fired. Right. <laughs> um, her, her her 2012 Cubs is on the other wall that we can't see. <laughs> we can't see. <laughs> I've got Kosuke, of course, over here. That's the Kosuke Kosuke. And so you mentioned the CP, the CPBL, the yeah. Chinese Baseball League. And, and uh, tell us a little bit, just to give you the background, like you currently kind of cover – um, Asian baseball or world baseball in general. You watch Dominican League. You watch mm-hmm. uh, the Chinese League, Taiwanese League. Uh, I, I shouldn't say Chinese League. I don't think Taiwan would like that. No, Taiwanese League. You just got us. I, I just got us. Well, I'm, I'm, no, I'm trying it to is, keep- Yeah, it's confusingly named the Chinese Professional Baseball League, but it is in Taiwan, which is not in China. In so China, yeah. Taiwan is um, but, but then you have <laughs> Carly's giving me the evil eye. <laughs> um, but uh, but then you also c- c- yes. have been looking into Japan too and Korea, yes. and so you know a hell of a lot about our new cub, our new cub, uh, Seiya Suzuki, and you've watched him play before. I have. I've, I mostly know Seiya from international tournaments. Um, NPB is kind of hard to watch uh, until just the last couple of years. I had mostly just like stalked Kosuke through box scores. Um, and but the last few years, you know, I found some good sources for streams. Oh, for- so you, so you mean hard to watch? It's not a bad it's, game. It's just hard no, to actually literally watch yeah. it. Yeah, the okay. the geo blocks are so real. Um, Japan has almost no interest in our fandom over here in America. Um, and that's I love people cool. who are comfortable with it. themselves. <laughs> and uh, whereas the Pacific League of the uh, NPB has a streaming service that you can subscribe to, the Central League does not. So you can only see half of the games anyway. Um. 
But you said you saw Seiya in different tournaments. What did you kind of see when you were watching him that may have caught the eye of, of yourself or other Cub fans? Okay, so I remember specifically watching him in the 2009 Premier 12 tournament. Uh, he was playing for Samurai Japan, and he just put up video game numbers. He went like 12 for 27 with three home runs. And like I was waking up at 2 in the morning going, what the heck, this Suzuki guy, he's so good. And uh, so when I heard he was being posted, I was like, wait a minute, we need to get this guy. He's the he's the video game numbers guy. Um, so, yeah, so basically I'm, you and Tom Ricketts felt exactly the same. Like Tom's boom. like, we need this guy. I'm going to have dinner with him. You were, you were both on discord watching Suzuki at 3am. <laughs> I will tell you, so, IFG, I was, I was out in Arizona and he was just, it was amazing how well he bonded with his teammates, uh, how much yeah. people just kind of are drawn to him. And his interpreter was an absolutely hilarious guy too. Oh my gosh, Toy is so adorable. I'm I'm in love already. Um, yeah, and if you follow Saya on Instagram, because I follow everyone on Instagram, um, they're already like messing with each other in the stories, and it's it's all very very cute. And I just um, Saya's kind of known, at least in the the rumors that I've heard, he's always been known to be kind of silly and a really fun guy. And I'm just delighted that he's on our team. It's it's a blast. No, I, you know, I always say, for if we're not going to try to be good, we should at least try to be fun. And uh, I <laughs> oh. think that is going to bring a lot of fun to the team. God, a hundred percent. I, you know, I wanted to ask you though. Like, you're always watching these games. I've tried to watch them at times. It's the middle of the night. Like, how how are you doing this? How how do you watch these CPBL games and and Japanese league games? Because I don't know. Normal humans are sleeping. <laughs> I I don't sleep much, um, and I can kind of time myself. Okay, I, didn't, well. I just don't. I, I don't know. I sleep about four or five hours a night. Um, and so for CPBL, I wake up at like three thirty in the morning uh, for their weekday games. Uh, they have a really easy to watch streaming service. Uh, if you don't want to get up in the middle of the night, you can watch it on demand. It's like nine bucks a month. It's and you get all the games and it's a really, really fun league. Um, the, you know, the umpires are whatever and the pitching is whatever and the you know, <laughs> defense is dodgy and it's, it's all very like, it's not MLB baseball. It is its own animal and there's like fun and music and cheerleaders. Cheerleaders. And, like, yeah. I was going to say crowds dancing and like hoverboards. That's that was big boss Shinjo. So Yoshi Shinjo, he's the manager of the Nippenham Fighters in Japan. And he used to play for the Mets. Uh, he was an outfielder and it, the Giants for a while too. Um, but now he, he play he's the manager of the team that he used to play for, and he has just taken his own extra personality to its absolute extreme, and it's so, so much fun. Whew. So let me ask you this. Now, I, I, this is my last question, and okay. that, and then we'll let you go because I hear a cat meowing in the background. And I, think, my, I know he wants to get in here. He, he wants. He's, he misses. He wants you. his yeah. screen time. No, my cat does the same thing. But uh, can you teach us the say a song at all? Like the say a say a, and then yeah, it like changes. Yeah, wait, wait, Danny, Danny, you you literally just did the Braves tomahawk chop. I, I, I don't think that's what we wanted to do. No, no, though. it means something different in Japan. It means like <laughs> blessings be upon you. I think. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know the whole song, um, and I yeah. wouldn't try to pronounce the Japanese anyway. Um, <laughs> well, that was Japanese. Okay. <laughs> His, yeah, the whole thing, it's, it's a really nice thing. Um, it talks about, you know, where he comes from and, it's a it's a really cute little song. And then it goes to, you know, just like the cheer part, which is sort of a really fun crowd participation thing where everybody stands up, sits down, stands up, sits down. And the the big word that they scream there is katobase. Uh, and that is a word that's it's a baseball specific term. You won't hear it in any other circumstance. Is it is it cut the basse? Katobase. We definitely want to know that because, I mean, these guys, Danny's in the bleachers all the time. Yeah, you know, absolutely. They, they want to yell the things that he's going to know. And and honestly, what, is that, what does that mean? Safe is actually so, going to move Danny over to right field. I, I can feel it in my bones. It's not happening. Oh, that's, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> no, no. We'll just have to take over right field and make it the fun side. Yeah. Uh, it, it already <laughs> is. You, you got, I'm a right field guy. Yeah, well, you, I guess you like the sun in your eyes, huh? You're just that kind of... Uh, <laughs> I that do. Just like, I, like I that, enjoy the sun. See. Yeah, you just like that. <laughs> So what what does kato basse mean? So kato basse, you would say um, in a situation where you'd be like, crush one, say, or knock one out of the park, say, or murder that baseball, say, you know, kato basse. It's, it's crush one. Kato basse. Kato basse. All right. And so, you, so they've got like the whole cheer and, you know, the whole song and they're like, da, 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 and they go, and then they change yeah. rhythms. Right. And then like the whole, the whole thing, it's like every time they say their name, half of the audience will stand and half will sit down. And I cannot it's, wait it's, to see drunken bleacher bum fans. It's going to be a blast, but we like have oh. to practice it because I can't do it at myself here by myself because the, they're, they're gonna fall in the basket they're just gonna be all these people falling in the basket throwing up cup snakes falling <laughs> yeah it's not gonna be good <laughs> it'll be a blast well it's gonna be an awesome year we do, uh, thanks for coming on the sun Ranta show it was so lovely to have you on uh we'll definitely have to do fun. it again and especially if say does something cool we'll do like a post game you'll have you on and we'll celebrate we'll all do the chant we'll yeah, all do the chant so uh, we'll have to get like Wrigley Field, like Cubs cheer sticks. Yeah, so I don't know do if they allow those in. I think those are oh, considered weapons in, in Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Even they've got ones, a, they're like you could choke a guy. You know, they they give you the ones that you have to inflate yourself. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> so you gotta like inflate them so that you can make That'll noise. Work. Yeah, we need cheer sticks. We definitely need cheer sticks. And swizzle sticks. So uh, thanks for coming on. We're going to let you go, but uh, so long and happy opening day. Happy hey, opening nice day. meeting you, IFG. Bye-bye. All right, well, let's move right along. We're, next, we're going to bring on My Tie Guy along with the Bleacher Bum Band. We're just going to oh, have a full, full – Yeah, we're going to have a full house here. Outside oh, it's, it's, it's time for another beer. Yeah. Wow. That's right. You know it's time. Oh. Yeah, it's it's wow. the Bleacher Bump Band. Let me just introduce you. That's good stuff. I needed that. So we got uh, Bleacher Jeff in the house, and we've got uh, my tie guy who's, I think, 
somebody's making a lot of noise. I'm gonna guess it's my tag. It's my tag is outside because it usually is. So I'm, I'm gonna mute you real quick, and I'll, I'll unmute you at uh, some you point go. in Let's the future. What is what is my tag guys? People are attacking him. But, well, let's not go there. <laughs> this already happened. Yeah. yeah. So uh, then we got Jared Gable and uh, the the guy serious. Uh, Hello, from the bass player of the Bleacher Bump Band. Uh, we got my tie guy in the house. Uh, we'll, we'll get to you in a second. I'll mute you in a moment, my tie. And we got uh, Southside Mikey in the house, and he's he's a Sox fan. Everybody close, close to becoming oh. a Cub fans, I think. Yeah, but he's the drummer hey. of the Bleacher Bump Band. Oh, yeah, he's got that Southside internet working. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know where like, the gerbils are kind of running around? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, go, hey, Mikey, I think you got to go on your roof and adjust the antenna. <laughs> the coat hanger? The coat hanger. I think he's on DSL. <laughs> he's, his, his camera is completely frozen. For a second there, I thought he was just annoyed with us. A smart <laughs> I think he's on a 28.8 bod, probably. <laughs> he just got. He's, he didn't put, install the new AOL disc that came in the mail. He could still be annoyed with us. So uh, let, let me start with you, uh, Bleacher Jeff, as okay. the elder elder statesman of the bleachers. Yeah. And I want, or this from my tag, and I'll unmute him, ask you the same uh, question. Yeah, he would fight me on that. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, but, but let I'm me ask you. though, actually. So let, let me ask you the the vibes the vibes of the bleachers lately have been uh, they've changed, you know. And here's I'm going to put up a poll that I took uh, on Twitter. Oh God, uh, cup snake related game oh, delays no. over under. 1.5, you know, and 59.2% are predicting the over. Now, we're we're kind of predicting a bit of a shit show every year, which means people drink more, the tickets are cheaper, the riffraff are coming to the ballpark. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just a whole – it's a whole lot of us out there, except mm-hmm. for the – you know, we know the rules of the bleachers. We're respectful. E- except for you were there the whole time. Yeah. yeah. And now it's just the people who can, you know, they're, they're starting to find their way in. So what do you what are you thinking for the uh, how how do we police this out there this year? We can't. I mean, there's nothing we can do. The the tide is inevitable. The wave of change is upon us. All we can do is try to manage the younger generation and teach them the ways. Some will get it, and some Jeff, will do this their own is thing. how we ended up with the fucking DH. We want yeah, a plan. Exactly. Exactly. Though, what did it do? <laughs> we want a plan. We ended up with we fucking lights on the building. We ended up with fucking jumbotrons. It's the next fucking shit. Like it doesn't matter, man. Like, <laughs> but, but but in all honesty, um, you know, and maybe my Thai guy, if you could unmute him. Yeah. Um, the Cubs made an announcement um, the other day. They they had their release for the first weekend series, and one thing I'm going to tip my hat on that they're doing right is they are going to be honoring George Weissman. To Tomorrow. Oh, that's a beautiful thing. Um, yeah, we lost Georgie this uh, winter, and it's yeah, very sad, very sad. For those that don't know, George, long time—I mean, long time—bleacher bum, uh, Vietnam War veteran. Uh, he was a ring bear with me in 2017. Great guy who we lost this off season. But uh, they're going to be doing some cool things in the uh, you know to recognize him. And how excited were you guys to hear that? I was extremely excited. I mean, I can't believe they're – I mean, he always hung out with them up there, so he really was uh, – Ricketts was up there and met George many times. So they were they at least knew each other somewhat, and he knew his story. So it's really nice that they're going out of their way to, to recognize him because he's a, he's a stalwart out there. He's kind of the heart and soul of the whole thing. Everybody loved George, and it's it's really sad what happened. Yeah, my child, I'm going to unmute you here. Hopefully we don't get too much background noise. Uh, let, let me ask you uh, about the, the bleachers and the unwritten rules. You know, you, you know, you're a, a controversial fellow. We had that issue a couple of years ago with with those children with those tiny uh, arms that just couldn't reach into the basket far enough. You helped, you helped them out. 
You, you T-Rex children. Yeah, T-Rex children, and you helped them out. But, uh, you know, I was wondering if you could give people that are watching right now a little advice about how you can have fun in the bleachers, stay safe, and maybe some of the unwritten rules that people might not know about. You got to get out there. Uh, you, sometimes you don't know. We learn from the people that came before us. You know, history was written for a reason. So, you know, um, we look back on that history hoping to not repeat the same mistakes. Uh, I, I, I remember I was out there one time and they said, hey, you know, there's certain things you can and can't do. Uh, you want to be respectful of people. But in today's day and age, we don't get a lot of that anymore. Um, so I think it's just being patient with people. Take it, understand, uh, time to walk a mile in somebody else's shoes, and uh, you might learn a thing or two along that path. Yeah, yeah I, I really like that answer, Mai Tai, because you're saying be patient with people and <laughs> and teach, right? Like, like you really the, – the bleacher bums are really going to have to spend some time teaching people uh, yeah. why the wave is uh, – a shitty thing to do, and, you know, and and why you shouldn't do a cup. I mean, if people want waves, they can go to the lake. It's only a mile east. Oh, yeah. or, or, hey, hey, I posted today. There's there's 29 other fucking fields that you can do the wave, including on the on the south side, Mike. Southside Mikey, uh, the Bleacher Bum Band drummer, uh, why do you guys, with such a good baseball team, still <laughs> insist on doing the wave at your ballpark? Oh, he's got that outside internet still. Wow. <laughs> wow. Jeez. Is that what happens when you get to the village of Bedford Park? Yeah. yeah. Once you hit, yeah once you know they got a water right. supply, but their internet's for they shit. They spend all their money on water. They spend all their money on water. You gotta get some Google Fiber. <laughs> oh, poor Southside Mike. Just. Um, Matt, he can't all stop over it there either. They can't stop it there. Yeah, he's yeah. he's tried. Well, I, I gotta say, concept. I gotta say, guys, humanity I, has devolved. Devo had it right. I I feel bad for this. Like on the south side, the reason they do the wave is because it's really easy to do the wave with like eight people. They're trying to harness wow. the energy for electricity. That's <laughs> <laughs> how they run the internet. <laughs> and uh, and uh, guy guy serious, Jared Gable. That uh, we you know I, of all the people that are on this show right now, I've known him the longest. And actually, we used to go to baseball games, Cubs games, back in the eighties. Like we watched eighty seven Andre Dawson down there. We and, sat in the bleachers back then. Yeah, we sat in the bleachers back then, trying we, to do the wave. We we were no. left, hey left field or right field. Left Dawson, field, right? Always left field. We never sat in right unless and we had to. And here's the thing. Jarrett, you you said this to me one time too. Like we just knew, we knew somehow instinctively that we'd go up the bleacher ramp. And and you said to me, you're like, how did we know to sit in left field? I'm like, I don't know. We just knew. And you're like, exactly. We just knew that that is the better place to sit. Some and- some things you're just born with instincts for, you know, or you don't have them. And I'm sorry for right fielders, but you know, they they just don't feel that. Yeah. Or maybe and, they do, but it's wrong. And and I do have to uh, plug <laughs> – I got to plug our show a little bit as long as we're on the show right now. We've been working hard all off season. We're playing somewhere different this, this year. We're going to be at Output Lounge, which is just – uh, north of Wrigley Field on Clark, um, and you can't. You it, it's on the west side of the street. The show is free. 
We'll be playing right after the game ends, like a half hour after the game's over or five o'clock, whichever comes first. Like, you know, we'll see if it rains and, you know, all the things. Just come on over there. It's a free party. They got great wings and everything. So, please. So good. And I got to say, I came to the sound check earlier, got to hear uh, one out closer to a beer. And and (laughs) it just got me so fired up for, for baseball and the Bleacher Bum Band. You guys got some gigs already lined up, so that's got to be exciting after the crazy COVID years. Oh, we're so excited to play. I mean, it's just uh, we had a good time last year at the opener. The energy, we were one of the first bands to play in Chicago uh, after COVID, and now you know we, we can't wait. And the crowd was so fun last year when we did that. So really looking forward to it again tomorrow. Uh, and we want to thank Output for uh, hosting. It's a nice room, so everyone should come out. Yeah, Output, uh, the Eric Campbell asked in the chat, pre and post, uh, just post game. So just post, yeah, just so post this year. I mean, you can go and, pre and if you want to. There's some pre-gaming going on. Uh, that, that there's a, We have a party every year starting at 9 o'clock at Output, if you're interested. Yeah, and we're playing at in South Bend on Saturday at Garage Arcade Bar. So that's part of a big long baseball day as well. So that's we're just we're rock, we're starting the the year with a bang, and I and I couldn't be happier. And happy opening day, everybody! And uh, uh, hopefully we're, we're going to take a collection tomorrow for Mike's internet bill. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 Danny, can I just say one quick thing about the bleachers and uh, yeah. you know passing on that wisdom and rules and unwritten rules and things like that? I just want to say that when we were kids, the bleachers were kind of scary sometimes. But one of the things that made it uh, work was it was humorous. You mm-hmm. know, the razzing of players and the way people took it out on other people and stuff was humorous. <laughs> and that's the way I think you keep it uh, fresh and keep it friendly in the midst of everything. And hopefully uh, those red shirted ushers uh, can take a joke. Yeah, that's, that's actually a great point. Uh, just Sometimes people get out there and they, and they kind of get out of like they're not from around there and they get out above their skis and they they say some dumb shit like no it's if it's not funny if it's not like yeah. if you think right. the player wouldn't think it was funny then it's probably not funny like right. you can't yell that his mother has syphilis no like, yeah but you can well, you, I mean, can, yell, you can yell funny, you can yell but... he eats salad you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> and we don't have to do, all do the same thing we just saw someone do on instagram either we could try and mix it up a little bit like it's always like so streak you can tell like what the latest instagram trend is because all the kids start doing it's ridiculous yeah. how many of those do we need well well, up, fellas, be original. well fellas i'm looking forward to a freaking awesome year my tie guy the guy serious bleacher jeff Southside mikey you know it's gonna be a fucking we're just gonna have a good time we're gonna rock out with our our, our uh bleacher our giveaway socks with with uh, your uh, dick our, sweaters out. with my dick sweaters out <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that would be amazing if you guys did like a red hot chili peppers in dick case, sweater never gonna happen in case, in case you're just tuning in we're you think it would be amazing i was with the band before that happened <laughs> I was always going to ask Bleacher Jeff if the if the carpet matches the curtains. That <laughs> is integrity. This know. isn't an oldie fan show, but yeah, um, Ray, you got to pay a lot more for that. Yeah, but but uh, my tag guy, we'll, we'll we'll let you we'll let you guys all say goodbye because we we have uh, Eric Wheelow coming on right now from the uh, Brewers. Oh my God, we got to talk about the fucking Brewers we with we, this we guy. We got to talk about it. Shit. We got to talk. But uh, Southside Mike, I don't know if you can hear us or. Talk to us. You're, Let's you're frozen. Talk to the robot one more time. <laughs> Go ahead, robot. Take it away. See, nobody realizes that the Bleacher Bum Band is playing Mr. Roboto tomorrow as part of cover set. Or it's, like a, it's like a Paul is dead thing. He's already dead. We're just, he's like, yeah. we're just keeping that like, weird video up. So yeah, we're all maybe so Putin. Literal drum machine. Yeah. yeah so you so, never know what's going to happen. 
So uh, we're gonna we're gonna go to a quick commercial. Where we're gonna come back, we're gonna talk about the Brewers a little bit. Unfortunately, we have to face them. That there are actually other I hate teams talking to Wheelow. So, <laughs> <laughs> so here's here's just a quick commercial. Thanks for having us on, you guys. Thanks. Peace, right, buddy. This is a Cubs fan buying tickets from the Cubs. And this is a Cubs fan buying tickets through the StubHub link at sunrancho.com slash StubHub, knowing that 4% of their ticket purchase will go to the Sun Rancho show instead of into the pockets of rich corporate douchebags. Buy all your tickets through sunrancho.com slash StubHub. Don't worry, it won't cost you a single penny extra. It don't stink to click our link. This is an Amazon shopper buying things from Amazon. And this is an Amazon shopper buying things through the links at sunrancho.com slash Amazon, knowing that up to 10% of their purchase will go to the Sunranto show instead of that cocksucker Jeff Bezos, who will just use the money to go to space. Plus, if you buy all your Amazon items through sunrancho.com slash Amazon, you could win a monthly prize. sunrancho.com slash StubHub and sunrancho.com slash Amazon. Two great ways to support the Sunranto show while sticking it to evil corporations who suck and it won't cost you a single penny it don't stink to click our link you know tons of people take a multivitamin including me i take not just a multivitamin but extra vitamin d uh, because i live in chicago and don't get a lot of sun and uh to take uh, probiotics and uh, you know I, i must take sometimes five six pills a day uh, especially during the winter, vitamin C, zinc. Uh, anyway, there's a, a better solution for that, uh, and it's one delicious scoop of athletic greens. Um, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients, and it helps to support your gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. And it's lifestyle-friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals, or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. How much do my 17,000 vitamins cost? Probably more than that. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills like I take and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Do it today. The Sun Ranto Show is also brought to you by ColorCast. ColorCast is a live, audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. And guess what? Sunranto Show's a part of it. You can go download ColorCast, follow Sunranto Show, and the show you're listening to right now, 
directly after it, we went we went on Colorcast, and we had a great time over there. And we just we kept on going with the show on Colorcast. And uh, you can join the room. All you got to do is follow us on Ranto Show. Here's what you got to do, actually. Download the ColorCast app. It's free in the iOS store. Create a profile. Link your Twitter. Join the Baseball League. Follow Sun Ranto Show. And you're going to be notified when my room goes live. And uh, we're going to be going live after every single live show this month, at the very least, uh, until the season gets started, directly after the Sun Ranto Show. So... Check it out. It's a really cool app. And uh, join on up. I also want to add, too, is that if you were a Patreon subscriber, uh, you would be getting a copy of our conversation on the ColorCast app. That would be an addendum to the normal podcast that you're listening to now. So there is more Sun Ranto show that you're just not getting because you're not a Patreon member. Also, <laughs> you had to listen to a ColorCast app uh, ad and an Athletic Greens ad, which the Patreon uh, subscribers did not so, your choice. In the meantime, download ColorCast. Listen to us over there. It's a lot of fun. Today's episode of the Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sportsdrink but without vowels. Sportsdrink. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. Sportsdrink. And if you are going to the game tomorrow, you should be clicking our link at sunranto.com slash stubhub and uh, click it, click away. And then we get, uh, unfortunately, a, a much smaller percentage. Well, it's a, it's a small percentage anyway, but the ticket ain't worth shit because tomorrow you can go for $10 because <laughs> it's going to be cold and Brewers fans just don't support their team enough. Because they got those blue collar jobs, it's they can't the get perfect work on a Thursday. It's the perfect <laughs> opportunity for Brewers fans to invade Chicago and start like the fucking Ampham South bullshit. Right? Fans aren't into it, but anyway, but welcome they to the show. It. I didn't even introduce him. Welcome to the show. Eric Wheelow. It's time. <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking a beer. I don't, I don't, you know, long time listeners of the show know I don't drink that much, but I, as, as long as. <laughs> That's <laughs> bullshit. Cato passe, motherfuckers. How are we? <laughs> he means he doesn't drink that much on the show. Like, he does his best to try and rein this shit in. It's me and Crawley just fucking throw it to the wind. So, welcome to the show, Eric. Congratulations on having a Cy Young Award winner pitching for you tomorrow against us. Um, and a reliever of the year. Let's not forget about that. And a first-place finish in the uh, the Central there. So, and, and, and setup man most likely to break his hand hitting a wall. Hey, that's just a common theme with the Milwaukee Brewers. Jonathan <laughs> LaCroix did it. I mean, it's just, you know, we got to do it. We got to self-sabotage. It's the true alcoholic way to do things. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's how they roll up there yeah, over the border. Roll. I've seen that a lot of years, man, and the wall always wins that one. I've never seen – wall is undefeated. So who's new? <laughs> that's who why they get? call us the Harvey Wallbangers, you know? That's <laughs> so, so let me let me ask you, who's new on the on the team, or, or are you just running the same old schlubs as last year? Uh, we got? lost two big losses. We lost Manny Pena, who was our backup catcher. He went to the Braves. 
Lost uh, Abesel Garcia. He hit almost 30, I think almost 30 home runs for us last year. Two big upgrades, Hunter Renfro uh, from the Boston Red Sox, and then Andrew McCutcheon, uh, who we got from the Phillies. So, Andrew, obviously we know a lot about him, being a pirate for all those years. Great guy against lefties. Brewers suck against lefties. That'll be a great fill-in. Hunter Renfro, we know what he's going to do. He's going to hit some power in, in, in uh, AmFam Field there. But and- those are the – good. I've got good news for you. I've got uh, McCutcheon's lifetime numbers against the Cubs here. Oh, yes. This is a lot of different kinds of Cubs teams in there mixed in. So I think you've got the ups and the downs Cubs uh, throughout McCutcheon's career. But he's slashing 301, 400, 508 for an OPS of 909. And that's like not a small sample size at this. (laughs) He likes Wrigley Field. He likes hitting against the Cubs. He likes being a thorn in our side. So congratulations on the uh, on, on trying. And then did you see the acquisition we made today? Former Cub Victor, Victor Caratini, mm-hmm. former uh, Brewers killer in a lot of ways. Came up with some big hits for you guys against us. So hopefully a little payback. Another yeah. guy that hits well off lefties and can you know fill in and give some rest to you know. So let's can we talk about these matchups just I mean because this is more this isn't our regular preview episode no, this is a round no. table we just want to we there'd want some more reviews. there'd be far more gloating if this was just a regular uh, <laughs> I'll be nice I'll be nice you know I mean hey I'm gonna let I, you plug your shit <laughs> we're usually pretty even or at least in your guys's mind when we start the season and I know that's complete bullshit before we start the season and then I always prove myself right for the last three years and this is the first year where I will not punch down. You know, when you're up here, <laughs> I refuse to punch down. It's a terrible thing to do. I was raised better than that, not to bully. All right, well, so Cotton, guys, Cotton did make be a different. This is going to be a different wheelo this year. I promise. Cotton made a good point that if the Cubs win tomorrow, you will not go wire to wire. We will be <laughs> in first place. That's our only hope. That's, That's true. Hope. So uh, Corbin Burns is going tomorrow against Kyle Hendricks. Burns. But, man, the Cubs sucked against him. They only got three runs in 20 innings pitched last year, uh, and he beat us three times. Hendricks, however, did not have a great year, especially against the Brewers. Gave up 15 runs in 22 innings, uh, and the Cubs lost three of the four games we, he played. That's the first We, we finally uh, figured Hendricks out. And it was You just had to give him that contract, and it was it was bound to happen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to, <laughs> we, just extend we saw, the guy, you're like, oh, what? Yeah, no, yeah we saw enough of him. Uh, but Corbin was really impressive to start the year. So if he gets off to the same start, I think he went like 59 innings and broke the record, uh, of without giving up a walk, which is fucking incredible. Yeah. So they said this guy added a pitch, won the Cy Young last year. All we're looking for for him is a little bit, maybe he can go deeper into the season, pitch a few more innings. But I mean, this guy's lights out. This is what you want. And then we got Woodruff going against Steele, which was kind of a surprise for us, the lefty Justin Steele, because we all thought Stroh was going to pitch on Friday, but instead he's going to pitch Saturday. I thought you were going to say Steele because nobody knows who the fuck he is. That's uh... <laughs> <laughs> No, Justin Steele. He's Justin a lefty. Steele. He's oh, long okay. hair. He enjoys long walks on the beach. Um, oh, great to uh, know. No, uh, Woodruff, the Cubs only got three runs off of him in 28 innings pitch. So they we even did worse against the guy who didn't win the Cy Young Award, Brandon Woodruff. He beat us four times. Uh, Steele only started once against them, gave up three through five, which is kind of a Justin Steele start, and uh, two innings pitch of relief where he had a couple base hits, but that's it. And um, 
uh, what do you think about Woodrow? That's a quite a one-two punch you got. I mean, he, he's steady, Eddie. Good. I will say he starts the season a little slow, but he's the workhorse. He's going to go give you that six, seven innings. It might be four-run ball. Later in the se- season, it's one run, two runs. So great number two guy. And, I mean, Ben Steele, I'm seeing a Brewers 2-0 and right out of the gate here. And then we got uh, and Saturday. Stroke- I wish I could argue with you. Yeah, I mean, exactly. The man speaks the truth. And we're just like, oh, well, he's fucking right. Um, <laughs> then we got uh, Dick Sweater Day on Saturday. Ooh. Which they'll be lining up for around the corner because Lord I'm flying, I'm flying in the, for this one, to be honest with you. This oh, my God. I, well. yeah. The more I see it, the more I want one. The more I feel like underwear is a thing of the past, I'll just stick my cock in that. And just be happy the rest of the day. <laughs> just walk around with that sucker on. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, so we got Freddie Peralta, not a schlub himself, against Marcus Stroman, who are our shiny new toy. Uh, Freddie, we did a little better against oh, seven runs in 26.1 innings. <laughs> Still not great. Um, uh, not even close to great. Like, that's like maybe ERA leader of the National League, possibly with the that kind of – prowess and then um you know brewers uh, i mean they they didn't see stro last year but um i i do have a slide of your numbers versus him Ooh, that's not pretty um mm. no it's, it's a small sample size 33 plate appearances but they are 10 for 30 uh, or no 33 at bats they are 10 for 33 uh and willie adamas has a home run off of him um mccutcheon kills him so Anyhow, it, it hasn't gone well for Stroh against the Brewers. Well, it's not going to go well for you guys all year. This was your big addition, and I'm like, oh, great, another guy that throws a high 80s fastball. So just the same guy <laughs> every fucking time out. Like, okay, what's the we variance love, in you, this rotation? Like, what's the variance? I'm just love, asking you, have, you guys. You have no idea. <laughs> we went through the draft, or we were looking at all these guys, and they were like, our best draftees are throwing 92. Yeah. Yeah. Here's, here's, what, here's what you don't it's understand. Yeah. It's like a draft from 1989. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, no, but here's what you don't understand, man. It's all about <laughs> movement. It's all about control and movement and spin and pitch lab. And don't you know? Oh, it's, all about, it's all about Tommy John surgery. Yeah, math and making Every snake oil <laughs> salesman always uh, starts with, here's what you don't know about it, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another good one, which you guys are going to say a lot this year, is uh, anything before the butt is bullshit. So, <laughs> so then uh, you haven't announced your Sunday starter. That took me a minute. Sorry. Yeah, there you, you go. You have TB. T- no, TB did well tonight, but TB Cubs got a shot this year. But I was thinking of somebody's actual ass, and then no, I'm like, wait, right. what? Yeah. What's before the end? So okay. I think we've got a shot on Sunday because you don't have a pitcher. <laughs> Danny, yet. Danny's trying to hold it together. Well, I, I think they haven't decided between Adrian Hauser and Eric Lauer which way they want to go. Um, either way, fucking go with either one. Eric Lauer was great last year. Hauser's proven reliable as all hell. I mean, that guy's a number two, number three in any rotation. He's slotted in at number four at this Ooh, the point. Back, the back end of uh, of our rotation is going to look a lot – it's going to look kind of familiar style-wise to, I think, yeah. what you guys were known for doing for years before you got these two aces. Uh, it was just putting it together somehow, yep. piggybacking everybody, having a bunch of like failed starters figure it out for two innings and, and just 
you know, work it that way. And even uh, with, Craig Council yeah. did it, you know. I mean, we, he almost created it. But even with these two studs, there's still talk that we're going to go with this six-man rotation at times. We have this great kid named Aaron Ashby. Uh, look out for him. He pitched great at the end of the year last year. He can go multiple innings. He's kind of like the new hater. He's a flamethrower, has a weird angle coming in. And then Angel Perdomo, who we got from uh, the Padres, pitched a little bit last year, coming off Tommy John. He can get slotted in. And then you got Brent Suter who can go four. It's just like we find these guys that can eat innings, give your arms some rest, and just get that longevity out of these guys and keep them healthy going into the end. So we think we're going to do it. So we're like, oh, let's take one of their guys. We'll get Zach yeah. Davies. And Zach see how Davies. that works. Zach. I think exactly the wrong oh, one to do. Oh, my God. You know. Well, I I think uh, um, we we have a long season. We face each other eighteen times. You're a regular on the show. You come back, and I and I think uh, that the best way to say goodbye to you tonight, well, is uh, through David Elliott, one of our guests that wrote in and said, "Wheelow is the best guest the ranchers hate." <laughs> what an asshole! Can't wait for him to be on the show again. <laughs> I I, om- I almost feel like that ellipses right there should yeah. be the butt. That's, That's the, the butt. butt. That's the butt. That's Everything the butt. before that is, well, the asshole part's right because I am an asshole. But, but, but you guys should be used to, you know, assholes because everybody from Chicago, in my opinion, is basically a big one. So there we go. I got to ask you about this central standard fly the L bourbon. Have you heard about this shit? Oh, that's uh, I know. The, I know the company, but I haven't heard about this here. Yeah, sure. just should, show it in the camera. Fly the L bourbon. There we I go. Guess, I guess they sell it at the same gas stations. They give away the brewer's tickets. And I haven't, I haven't <laughs> gotten quick, any quick myself trip. to it's, try it's the it. Quick, it's the quick trip or the, uh, yeah, I think that's the shell. The shell, you get points. Uh, well, <laughs> I will say. If you buy 10 gallons of gas, you get a ticket to a brewery. You get a free game. ticket. They had a great deal in the, the merch shop today. Uh, for every $50 you spent merchandise, you got a free ticket to a Monday through Thursday game in the first two months <laughs> of the season. Up to $5,000. Up, well, up to $5,000. So you could buy $5,000 worth of merch and bring 100 of your best friends to a game. <laughs> <laughs> Which is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> but then you'd be wearing Brewers gear. Which... Hey, guys, you might you can complain about us not filling our stadium, but we're still making more acquisitions and re-signing more of our players than the listen, Cubs. So fuck off, guys. Listen, That's all I'm going to say. There. I, I don't know that you're making more acquisitions. Okay, who'd you guys get? Yeah. Stroman? Say a Suzuki. Don't oh, you know? my God. Yeah. Hey, okay. have we seen him play it? We, uh, hey, I didn't really. say there were better acquisitions. I just... There's more of them. There's more of them, but which ones are you guys happy about? You lost everybody. Everybody yeah. you wanted to be gone. It's true. Well, we got we got a lot of young talent that we're going to be talking about momentarily. Uh, yeah, because with- there's nobody else. That's what losing teams say. Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah, nobody yeah. else to talk about. We have a lot of great young talent. A lot Tigers of great have been saying, yeah, yeah, the Tigers say that every year. It's not paying off. I think Three the guys. Tigers are going to be pretty good this year. I'm you're, you're starting the dialogue like the Orioles do every year. A lot of great young talent on this team. Yeah, you're you're going to see some open-comers out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah a lot of great- I agree with Eric. We suck. Um, <laughs> I, Eric- I saw a poll today talking about the the MVP and Yelich was the only player from the NL Central in the conversation and I have to ask he's he's not even in the conversation right like oh no drop him in the order in my opinion he's our number three hold hitter sometimes number one he needs to be batting sixth or seventh until he figures this out there's been two amazing great NL MVP style seasons and then two 
horrific, not great seasons. And you give them the one in the shortened season during the pandemic. But last year, you got to figure this out. Bellinger's going through it. He's going through it. It's like, what's with these guys? Do they have the yips? Is it not having the video replay in between at-bats? But until he figures it out, doesn't deserve that contract, could eventually sink the Brewers putting that much money into this guy and should not even be in the MVP conversation. So I'm not going to be the wow. first one to bullshit I think, you. I think that he got caught eating ass. Yeah. I think he got em- I think he got embarrassed by it and he stopped eating ass and that has now affected his game. Yeah. And now like he's Samson. He needs to eat more ass. Yeah. He, and he needs hey, to focus on his Saturday night live maybe, career. Maybe maybe he has throat cancer. You know, we've seen this before. <laughs> <laughs> but you can get that from ass eating, I hear. Oh, yeah, but well, but only if you're smoking it. Eric, yeah. plug your plug your shit. We got to bring on our uh, next. Guest I got to leave right now. Home. I'm going to the Milwaukee Improv. Or sorry, I'm going to Hollywood Improv right now to do a show every Wednesday. Hollywood Improv. I, I host a show called In the Hole. Twenty third. Uh, I'm at another show in Burbank. That's called a uh, Nightcap Comedy. And then I'm coming your way uh, the 16th of April, 14th through 16th of April. I'll be at the Milwaukee Improv with uh, Steve Trevino. But until then, Brewers are finishing 93-69. We're going to win the NL. Nice. And uh, nice. there we go. It's going to be well, uh, Brewers, Brewers, White Sox, World Series. Oh, oh God. That's good. There we go. This yeah. off- oh, it's a perfect combination <laughs> for a cup tater. All right. You're kicked off the show. Look, I, I, I do have to mention real quick, though, that, uh, you know, he, he performs at In the Hole, and that is Christian Yelich's favorite place to go. Yeah, it really is. No. <laughs> Which is why he has throat cancer. Um, and, on, and on that note, let's bring on from the growing po- Cubs pod and Northside Bound, we have Jimmy Nelligan and Greg Huss. Welcome to the show. What's going on, guys? Way to go, guys. To follow you that? get to follow in the hole. Yeah, how are we supposed to follow that? Man? Yeah. <laughs> I, will t- I will tell you, gentlemen, I just came back from Arizona, and I'm not going to do the boy, my arms are tired bit, but shit, man. We got some big boys and some strong boys on that team. I was, I walked away damn impressed for hanging out in the backfields. I got to talk to Arizona Phil. I got to talk to Rich Peasterfield. I got to talk to John Antonoff and, and just kind of get the lay of the land. And and there are some impressive players Uh South Bend and Myrtle Beach are going to be probably more fun to watch than the big league club. I, I guarantee they will be more fun to watch than the big Well, well I mean, that, that's not really saying a lot, though, is it? <laughs> well, I mean, because we're not going to see any of these guys. Some of the pitchers that have been developed that you guys have been watching, you know, Ethan Roberts, for example, who you've been watching down in, on the farm for a while, finally makes the team. And, uh, you know, you've got him, but pretty much – None of these dudes are prospects. They're all a bunch of like kind of also rands, four A guys that are filling out our roster at the at the big at the, at the big yeah. leagues. Do you expect that um, the only play, per, person rumored even to come up is Brendan Davis, and even that might not happen? But can you see anybody else from like Triple A, Double A, if they were to perform? You know, taking a sh- taking a spot from one of these thirty one year old guys like Wilson Contreras did a few years ago. Yeah, I mean, I think that. For me, the, like the only guy that comes, like, the other guy that comes to mind, like with Brendan Davis, is Caleb Killian. I mean, we saw, we saw like Caleb Killian picked up a lot of like helium towards the end of the year last year when he performed in the Arizona Fall League, pitched in the championship game, threw a perfect six innings, seven innings, whatever it was. Yeah, uh, looked really good. He'll be at Tennessee to start off this year, but like he's 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 got a chance to be up in Chicago by the end of the year this year. I think that's the the main guy that comes to mind to me, Jimmy. Am I? Am I off with that? No, I think you're right about that. I mean, we got Brennan, we got Killian. 
Um, I think there's some bullpen arms that'll come up. We got like Ben Leeper. Good man, like yeah. I mean, we have a lot of good bullpen arms. Leeper just threw like about an hour ago, hit like 96, 97. He has a real hard slider that's going to be like upper 80s. I mean, I think he could be like a bullpen piece. And I think we just like in years past, just kind of have that like revolving kind of Iowa bullpen of guys that's going to come up like, you know, Efros did last year. And I think we're have some exciting guys. I mean, we still have Manrod down there. Manrod, like, yeah. We have a lot of lively arms and guys that can, you know, crank it up like 95 to 98. You know, we, we were laughing about all the slow pitching that we have, but like down there, man, like I was just looking around and first of all, all these guys are like six, seven. <laughs> they're, they're, they're throwing gas. They, they they look like they could be like NFL players or something. You know, I, I talked a lot to Max Bain and uh, we've had, uh, who do we have on this show? We had like Cole Franklin Franklin's a big show. dude. Yeah. He's yeah. a huge dude. Luke Little. I'm Luke like, Little's massive. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Little's so fucking big. It's just like when you have the fat guy whose nickname is Tiny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a picture that, that Sam Wiederhaft, who's the broadcaster for the Pelicans, he posted a picture side by side with Luke Little and – I mean, it's just Luke Little is. I think he's six foot eight and like what two like eighty something. Like he, he's a, he's a he's a big guy. He's a big dude. So specifically, uh, we saw Ethan Roberts make the team, uh, and you know, it, getting emotional because it's a dream game. come true. I mean, yeah. come on, I mean, w- which one of us did not feel that, that in our chest? It's so man? Cool. like, can you imagine? You just were told that you're going to be a big leaguer, and he's worked so hard and stuff like that. You've seen him way more than we have. So what can we expect uh, from Ethan this Jimmy, year? Jimmy, you want to start off with that? Uh, yeah, he's going to strike out probably everyone that comes up to the plate. <laughs> I'd like um, to hear that. I mean, he's around the zone, which is really nice, something you want from a bullpen arm. And speaking of kind of t- taller guys, Ethan Roberts is not that dude. He's 5'8". He like throws over the top, but he really gets like low when he throws. So like his release point is very like lower to the ground. So he has like a weird kind of angle that way. He has really good spin rates and he's going to crank it like in the mid nineties with a really good kind of just sweepy slider. So I think he's going to get right-handers out a lot. And even like lefties that we've seen in the minors, I mean, just with his fastball and just like the weird angle from it, he's been getting lots of swings and misses on that. And like I said, I mean, when you have a reliever, you want a guy that's in the zone. And Roberts can, you know, he throws strikes. He has that good sweeping breaking ball. And I think we can see some good things from him. I mean, he made the club right off of spring. I mean, that's says enough about just what the Cubs think about him without, you know, giving him a little time in AAA. They just put him right on the Cubs team. I think, I think he's just ready to get some innings right now. I think we're just going to kind of throw him out to the Wolves a little bit. And I think Roberts will be ready. You know, I, the the thing that we kind of do talk about is that that World Series championship team. I remember those guys coming up and you'd be like, OK, like I can name Baez and I can name, uh, you know, Schwarber and Bryant and Glabar Torres and all these awesome Addison Russell, all these guys. We were just like, God, there's so many. But I couldn't really name a pitcher back then. And I think that's like the big difference now, because I was like, OK, well, what pitchers came up? Rob Zestrinsky? I mean, like, like let, let, let's be 100% honest. Is, yeah. is the biggest failure of the Theo regime was the inability to develop pitching. And I don't know if it's Dan Kantrovitz. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But all of a sudden now you're starting to see arms. They're taking bigger risk, I think, in the draft is the big thing. I mean, when, when you're going after guys like Cole Franklin, who's a, who's a high school draft pick that has a lot of high upside, that's a lot different than – some of the guys that, that Theo was drafting that were like, oh, they were performing pretty well at 
LSU or like they're performing pretty well at like certain like big time universities. And it's like, Oh, they have a high floor. And it's like, what, like, what, what does that mean? You know what I mean? So, I mean, they're taking more risk. And when you take those risks, you're going to have guys that fizzle out in like low a or fizzle out in high a, but you're also going to have guys that are a lot more fun to talk about. You mentioned Crawley, you mentioned like the, uh, uh, like the era of Jorge Soler and Gleyber Torres and Eloy Jimenez. Jimmy and I were recording with the other Northside Bound guys. Uh, we were recording a video earlier this Saturday, this evening, and I had the 2014 Cubs top 20 prospects pulled up in front of me. And that 2014 list of the top 20, only three didn't make the major leagues that year or make wow. the major leagues in their career. Unreal. And how Seven, many- 17 of the 20 made the major leagues. It's wild. And how many of them were pitchers out of curiosity? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. I know I know Dwayne Underwood was on that list. I know that um, Carl Edwards Jr. Pier- maybe Pierce Johnson, Carl oh, Edwards Jr. Flow, bro. Uh, yeah, there are a few guys that are like bullpen guys and have been around the league a little bit. But like, there's some high upside guys too. But it's just wild that like of the 20 guys, oh, it was unreal. 17 made the major leagues. That's insane. I, I just remember you know watching them, seeing the videos, all this stuff, and it was just like I remember Theo telling us this is. 2012, 2013, when just things are, you're talking 100 lost seasons. And these guys, and, and Theo's like, just wait, they're coming. And yeah. you're like, all right, and boom. I've, I've never seen a wave of talent like that. Yeah. yeah so when is our wave? Like, when is this next wave? Like, where is it now? Who should, if, if we were going to subscribe to like the minor league baseball package and watch the, like, where should be, we be watching? I mean, both Myrtle Beach, Tennessee, like, wh- wh- what's the most exciting team if we were going to focus on one? Cause for pitching, I would say South Bend. For hitting, Myrtle Beach for sure. South Bend's rotation is just, ridiculous this year it's stacked who's in it can you do off the top of your head so i I got i got to pull up here jimmy i can rattle through so you got cole franklin your guys' boy uh daniel palencia is going to be in that rotation uh jordan wicks the first round pick from last year is going to be in it uh max bain is going to be in the rotation uh and so is dj hers the cubs minor league pitcher of the year and those five guys like those, That's the rotation, dude. Like that, anybody would want any of those five pitchers. They 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 pick up in a heartbeat. That that's like you could you could make an argument. I mean, like I I I wouldn't, but I'd listen to an argument that those are like the top five pitching prospects in the Cubs system. Like, well, I, I, it, it sounds more fun than the one we're going to see at Wrigley. So <laughs> except for Strowman, yeah, yeah. I mean, at yeah. This point. except for Strowman. I got to tell you, Greg, I, I'm throwing the first pitch at South Bend this Saturday. Oh, dude, I, I no knew you guys were going up there, but, yeah, that, that's sick. That's so, so cool. So I got to ask you a question. If, if I could ask anyone to catch it, who would you say, like, to catch it? I, I mean, obviously I got my favorite. You know, I'm a little biased. But if you could throw that ball to anybody at South Bend, who do you throw it to? I mean, it, it, I'd probably throw it to Max, right? I mean, that, that'd be pretty sweet to throw it to Max Bain. I mean, I, I feel like you could have a pretty good conversation with him, with him after you after you, you, you throw in a strike there. So I, I'd, I'd pick Max Bain probably, but I don't know. I but if you're going for like the top prospect, it's different. Are you going for the guy that you can say you threw the ball to the top prospect? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. Like in years later, when he's when he's in the All Star game, like yeah, I threw a, I threw a, I pitch. Threw a pitch to <laughs> the oh, guy. I, I, I'm throwing to the guy with the most range. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Jimmy. Who'd you throw to? Um, if you're going for like the guy that's gonna have the best major league career, I'd say Jordan Wicks probably, hmm. or Cole Franklin. Cole, Cole Franklin. Franklin. I go. I probably go Cole Franklin. I. I did Cole Franklin, man. I think he's good. I, think Dude, he's really good. I, I swear to God, I went out. So, you know, he's been on the show and stuff, and I've talked to him on Twitter for a while. Mm-hmm. And, and all of a sudden, like, you know, you, you know, I've been talking to a couple of these guys, you know, for a while. And all of a sudden, like, but like Cole was like, Crawley, just like out of nowhere. Like, I didn't even see him. He saw me. And I was like, oh, That's dude, sweet. 
big hug. Just like, you know, we were talking earlier with Evan Altman about his story with Ethan Roberts. And when you get to know some of these young guys and talk to them and start to develop relationships, like you pull for them so goddamn hard. It's like, I don't think people who don't watch minor league baseball really understand that. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm I I missed the the part when you had had Evan on. I'm sure he went into detail, but it's like with Ethan Roberts, like seeing that clip of Ethan Roberts of David Ross telling Ethan Roberts he made that team. It was like it was that was so I I took in every bit of content I could from that because like that was so cool. It's like when we had him on the show, Ethan Roberts on the show um, earlier this off season, we had him on and and he was great the entire entire episode long. Uh, just a super nice guy. Just answered all the questions that we had, all that good stuff. We stopped recording, and then we we sat there and chatted with him for another like what forty five minutes, Jimmy. It was like mm-hmm. we just had a, a full blown other conversation forever, and just him talking about his his love and passion for his hometown and what he's bringing to the kids, uh, training the kids down there, and all that good stuff. It's like he's a good dude. It's like you're rooting for these guys as more than just like okay, be good for the Cubs because I like the Cubs. You and know, it's you, like Ethan it, Roberts is a cool guy. I want him to do well. It's weird because when you go in the backfields, a lot of times these families come out to watch their kids. Like mm-hmm. you'll see the dads of some of these pictures, the moms, you know, and, and it's just like you see like how much they like everything's kind of in there. And, and, and to try to finally make it and break it into the major leagues, people just don't understand the amount of work and how hard it is and the amount of sacrifices these families make as well. And how shitty it is when these guys get cut. I mean, because like they're. The the final rosters are getting ready to be ready to be thrown out here literally like any time. I mean, the opening day is for the other affiliates on Friday. So like these <laughs> the rosters should be dropping anytime now. Uh, but like so we're gonna get those those rosters and see what guys have been cut. And that sucks. You know, I mean, because like there's guys with Ethan Roberts story or with Cole Franklin's story that like we wanna wanna root for so hard, but they just ended up getting cut recently. And it's out of their control a lot of times. They've put in the effort, but it's like you know, that, that that's tough. That stuff is like one of us like following these prospects. Yeah. I mean, we, we had a really good relationship with Carl Edwards Jr. over at Club 400. Yeah. And he became close to a lot of us texting us and stuff like that. And and now I think he's with Washington. So, I mean, he's yeah, still he kind of trying to hold on. You see Mike, Mike Montgomery trying. I think it's AAA New York Mets. And it's just like, boy, you know, think yeah, about it's that. Bru- it's a brutal business. You know, it's, you know, it, it, I had a friend who uh, – this is a, it's kind of similar. It's like showbiz, you know, she, she had a pretty good role in the human centipede. She actually was the, the middle centipede, uh, the middle part of the centipede. Oh, that's the easiest one to play. Yeah, yeah exactly. There's no lines. Just the one we all remember. Just be careful to clear your YouTube history before your kids get on, get on the YouTube there. But, but just, she, just she, derailed this you know, podcast she, like Al. No, but she just – I know. I love doing that towards the end. <laughs> but listen, we've been out for two hours. It's, it's not just derailed my last. I've been keeping this thing together, and I'm done. All right? I'm done. <laughs> You've no, been holding it. it together the whole time. He's like – I know. By the way, I know the center of the <laughs> – I do. I do. And uh, well, anyway, she had to quit her job because she got she got famous for being in that movie. You know, but that was a buyout. That was she didn't make a lot of money, just like uh, these minor leaguers. She did that movie. It was it was a foreign film. She was you know non-union, blah blah blah. And then she was just out. She was for sure non-union. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
the, the, the other parts of the centipede were union. <laughs> middle part, you, know. you know, you know, I just went to the Chicago Sports Spectacular before I went to spring training, and they had the Dukes of Hazards, Bo, Luke, and Daisy. I'm just waiting until one of these autograph shows has a human centipede. No, she you does. Know. She yeah, goes to. I, them. I, I'm not doubting it. No, I got a lot of people that did like one thing that they're still kind of trying to play, you know. And so a lot of these minor league guys. They're not even going to get that. And that's kind of what you're saying. It's like, like this girl, she had to quit her job because she kept getting recognized. She was waiting tables. And yeah, they'd be yeah. like, are you the, oh my God, you are. You know? Basically being a minor leaguer is worse than being the, uh, the middle of middle, the, of the human centipede. Yeah. yeah, it really is. All, all I got to say is where do you guys, what do you guys see? Uh, I mean, there's two guys, two shortstop prospects that I watched out in Arizona that are just amazing. Christian Hernandez and Ed Howard. What do you see for those two guys? Dude, I, I, I'm so excited to see Christian Hernandez play full season ball. I mean, you can say that with a lot of, a lot of the Myrtle beach roster is like, we haven't seen them play full season ball yet. So I'm excited for that. Uh, Ed Howard, like, I feel like Ed Howard got ragged on a lot last year because like the stats weren't very, the offensive stats weren't very good, you know? And, and I get that. I get that the offensive numbers were really, really bad, but also, I have to understand his situation the entire year last year, you know, where he went from playing a junior year of high school in Chicago to missing an entire senior season uh, of high school ball to playing against guys that were, were playing in the SEC a year prior, you know. And so, like, that's tough. And I think the fact that Ed Howard got the call, like, got not the promotion, but got, got assigned to South Bend to start off this year, I think that, like, really goes to show how the Cubs front office feels about him. You know, it's like, all right, we're not going to send you back to Myrtle Beach, but we're gonna, like we trust you enough to send you up to South Bend to start off the year. So I don't know. I, I dig what that like move says about their feelings, Fred Howard. You know. Yeah, well, luckily they see more than we see. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was just about to make that point too. I mean, with like Christian Hernandez, we haven't really seen him like even play a full season. Like the guy's 18 years old. And the most I've really seen him play is striking out in three pitches and like a major league spring training at bat. <laughs> so, I mean, just like being able to just like get the opportunity to just like watch him play and just seeing all the outlets, like how high they are on him as a prospect, seeing him, you know, kind of graded that highly in the international free agency market, like just having this opportunity now to kind of watch him play this year and kind of see what he does and produces is just probably like one of the most, um, the biggest thing I'm looking forward to this year. And he isn't starting the year in South Bend. He's in extended spring training, but he'll probably play at some point, I would guess in uh, Myrtle beach. Well, I feel so lucky as Cub fans that we have guys like you who enjoy watching all, you know, four different teams uh, and probably even more than that. If you consider, you know, the winter leagues and things like that, that you like having nerds on your side is, is I love it. You know, because, because yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in the oh, bleachers yeah. and, I, and I hope we get to hang out in the bleachers sometime this year. Too. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Definitely have to hang out and, um, you know, happy opening day and stuff, but no, thank you for all the work that you guys do down there. And if uh, growing Cubs, podcast is where you can find their show and it's it's really great you guys have a great rapport you're funny you're you're easy on the ears and i really enjoy your podcast and so if and, you want to are you guys it, anywhere else um yeah. so jim jimmy you go and go first oh uh we also write at north side bound we just started that up this year so we're gonna kind of get that going and it's just gonna be focused on cubs minor league baseball yeah, yeah, me, uh, Jimmy, Greg Zumak uh, at Ivy Futures on Twitter, and then uh, Todd Johnson, uh, 
came together, put together Northside Bound. We wanted a, some place to have all Cubs minor league stuff, you know. So um, check out northsidebound.com. Uh, I'm still writing at Cubs Insider. I just dropped my top 20 bats and top 20 arms prospect list over at Cubs Insider. So uh, go check that out. But yeah, thanks for thank you guys for having us on. Appreciate it. We, no, I, I love chatting with you with you guys. Well, we have yeah. a lot of fun over here. And we love having you guys on because you know shit that we don't know. So it's like, <laughs> it's, to be to be honest, we should probably have them on a few more times this year, just because there may not be a ton to talk about. It's fair. That's it's fair. At the upper level, they're gonna be like, they keep calling us. Like, why? <laughs> Dude, I'm down always, always down. Every, every every time it gets real down, like they're they're in the middle of like an eight game losing streak, we'll call you. There you go. There you go. Oh, and Nulligan. Yeah. Hey, get over here. We're so having a Somebody make feel us better. feel better about the future. Yeah. Tell us about another eighteen year old prospect. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I will tell you that being around like Christian Hernandez made me feel my age. I'm like, is this guy twelve? I'm like, does he does he get a booster seat when he goes to a restaurant? What's going? This is <laughs> Jimmy. What was that? What was that like? There was a there was a player that was born no we were talking about kevin made and yeah he was born like after 9 11 i think that was that was the thing like, wow. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> he, he's lived his entire life taking his shoes off at the airport <laughs> uh, well on that note we, we, we came in we, we we came what did we come in with i forget the hole that we came in with the, the hole, hole. And then we're going out with 9 11. This is just. <laughs> we're, we're off the rails. That's, that's a fucking A plus. Like, that's a transition. This, this is what podcast, happens when you guys. get the second half of the show. That's yeah. what you get. <laughs> we, we come full circle. Well, All right, uh, boys. well we thank appreciate you so it. much. Happy opening day, and we'll see you on uh, at Wrigley, hopefully. Sounds good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, see you guys. Oh, wait. I, I got rid of uh, Cotton. I, I kicked you off the show. That that wasn't a mistake. Yeah. Was, well, <laughs> actually, I did see this in the chat. Uh, Corey Furlong says, Cotton is a picnic basket short of a festival. <laughs> That's I'm good. I'm doing my best over here. Yeah. So uh, we, got, <laughs> we got one more, more guest. I think we might have uh, – there he is. We got Stuart McVicker in his car. Are, are you in your car? Where, where are you going, Stuart? Are you I coming to Wrigley? I'm actually uh, rookies in Elgin. You guys know where that's at? Right off 90 I was there? born in Elgin. I, I I was born in that bar. So, yeah. We, we just <laughs> He's born in. There, there's a booth. It's on the east side. There's a plaque. You'll see it. <laughs> I got I, I to gotta ask, who are you out there with? I was out. I was out there with. I left Nicole at the table with pizza on the table. Which I was like, I didn't like leaving her with the pizza. But anyways, I'm like, hey, I gotta go on with these guys. I felt bad because like I usually like to walk her back to her car, make sure she got there safe. But I was like, dude, I gotta go. All right. We were uh, having major conversations about. You know something that we really we have announced, but we haven't quite announced yet. But uh, well, this is what we're, this is what you're here to announce, even because you know it's it's kind of a, it's a low key drop in a way because it is the end of the show. I don't know how many people are going to make it through a two two hour and five minute podcast, but uh, it, so this is for the diehard fans. This is why we put it at the end so that people that are still here listening to us can get this information first. So uh, I don't know, Stuart Crawley, who wants to take it? Go ahead, Stuart. Well, no, I, I would have to say this, man. I, um, this is unbelievable, but it's the first time I found out I booked an event, and when I I didn't actually book it. Like uh, Crawley, man, from the beginning, he was on this from the from the beginning, and uh, 
honestly, I'm so happy. Like, I'm so happy he stepped in and he put his uh, foot forward. And, uh, yeah, I think we got a great relationship going. But, yeah, because of Crawley, uh, Club 400 is proud to introduce Marcus Stroman, May 27th at Club 400. And more importantly, uh, we're going to uh, – 50% of the, the money to, uh, towards that evening is go to his charity, Height Doesn't Matter Heart. And uh, 25% goes to – I know a charity that we all know and love, the Lost Boys with Levante Stewart. And then Marcus was so awesome. He loves what Club 400 is doing. So for the first time ever for one of our events, 25% will go back to Club 400. So – it's going to be an unbelievable evening. I know, I know, Dan. I mean, I don't know if Michael Cotton will make the trip out, but uh, I mean, I hope he does. But uh, I know at, at some point I will be there, the Stuart. I promise. Yeah, I will. I will be doing the Q and A. I'm excited about that. Um, but the thing that I'm most excited about is is the way that Marcus and Adam from Height Doesn't Matter Height Doesn't Measure Heart is is, is just how much they want to help the Lost Boys out and. And Marcus really wants to kind of talk to the kids. So he's going to have a private session with the kids. That's going to be really awesome. And just think about, like, if you're a 10, 11-year-old kid, you know, from, from the south side of Chicago, and now you're talking to one of the, you know, premier pitchers in baseball, what kind of opportunity is that? It's just amazing. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, you, know, you would have loved I, I, I it, too. What, Danny, ever since you uh, introduced me to Levante and the Lost Boys, I'm like, that's a cherry of that, man. We totally want to get behind and – uh you know, I'm glad, you know, it took a while because of COVID and stuff and to get out of that mess. And uh, but I'm so happy that one of our first main events back include the Lost Boys. So it's uh, it's going to be a great evening. Uh, Marcus, you know, one of the things he, he stressed was, and Crowley can, you know, t- tell you the same thing, is that he want, he actually wants to hang out with the fans that night. He wants to be a part of the party instead of, like, just, you know, sign autographs and stuff. So. The tickets are going to be $200, and what you're going to get is you're going to get an autograph, Marcus Stroman baseball. You're going to get a three- to four-hour party, uh, food and drink included, uh, a picture with Marcus Stroman, and, yeah, well, the highlight of the evening, a Q&A, Crowley and Marcus Stroman. Unbelievable, yeah. right? It's, it's going to be a party, like Danny man. Rocket, like, I mean, have you even – started thinking about a song yet for I've, I've, I've been th- I've been thinking of it but I we haven't come up with a good one yet you know so okay. if, if you have any suggestions out there yeah, I, Danny was working on stroke me but then he decided not to go it's not bad but nobody knows that song is Billy Squire it's kind of from the 70s you know what I mean <laughs> I, I did have one in my head though ELO showdown is a big video right now it's a commercial with all the athletes on it you know the song "Showdown" instead of "Showdown." I'll, I'll tell you why you're wrong so off many. the air. I don't want to. I don't want to embarrass you. <laughs> <laughs> it's what everybody. I mean, here's the thing: is it, it, but parodies, and I and I actually want to put it out there. If anybody's got some great ideas, the best thing about parodies that w- where they work best is when it's a song that everybody knows well, and it's a you know they already know the melody, and otherwise they think it's an original song. They're like, oh, it's great, you know. You're like, no, this was written by the Rolling Stones, but it's a B-side from 1974 on an album that flopped. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, Stuart, not only is Marcus Stroman coming to Club 400, Club 400 is heading down to South Bend this weekend, yes? Oh, my gosh, dude. I'll tell you what, that's why I'm in a parking lot at uh, Rookies on a Wednesday night before opening day because I, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to go to opening day tomorrow. We're going to hang out with everybody, see our family, and party all day long, and then Friday, I'm going to be hurt like a little bitch. And then Saturday, I got to go to South Bend and party with the Club 400 crew. And 
Dude, I get to see the Bleacher Bum Band two times in the next three days. That's a beautiful yeah, thing. We're, go- we're going tomorrow at Output. I'm going to plug it again if you're, if you're just joining the show. Uh, Bleacher Bum Band, Output tomorrow, right after the game. And then uh, we're playing at Garage Arcade Bar on Saturday night. And uh, it's fun. That place looks really fun. It's, a, it's actually a video arcade. So we can play all these. All the retro Galaga, the- Miss Pac-Man, air hockey Yeah, tables. we'll be up there jamming. And you guys would be out there playing Galaga. Like, I, how cool is that? Like, I asked my wife if I could bring a pair of her panties to throw on the stage. Oh, yeah. She, she turned me down. Oh, damn it. That's okay. I got a pair <laughs> of your wife's panties already. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> and so hey, I, be- I, I, I did want to announce tonight that Club 400 is obviously obviously working with obvious shirts for the Marcus Stroman event. And we have a couple items that are going to be awesome. But I will tell you this. The Stroh Show logo that Brandon Ort came up with is going to look so good on a T-shirt or hat. We're going to do two T-shirts and a hat. Those are pretty much going to be the main items, and uh, you can pre-order those with your tickets. But always happy to work with Joe from Obvious Shirts. Can't wait to go to the store tomorrow. Check in. Oh, with it's him great! And, I've been I've yeah. been wa- I hung out with Joe the other day. Uh, it just invited me in, had a cup of coffee, sat there talking to Joe for a little bit, and the stro- the show's coming together. We had Bill Watts from Fly, Fly the Wood. Our art came out there, made them a, uh, him him an awesome uh, wooden sign, and that's the beauty of, beauty of what you do at Club Four Hundred. What we try to do here at Sun Ranto, and what you all the ranters out there in Ranterville do is like we try to bring pe- people together. We're Cub fans. This is the one thing we have in common. You know, we're all different kinds of people from different walks of life, but we all have this one thing in common. We need to bring it together. Like uh, Joe working working with us, he he could he could big time us. Look, I mean, I'm wearing a. I'm wearing an obvious shirt right now. I got opening yeah. day. I can't really stand up here. Hold on. I will I, tell you, I, I, I went to. I, I went <laughs> opening to, day is a holiday, is what it says. I went to Joe's store today, and they were working furiously, uh, last minute touch yeah, on I, I, I bet they were. So yeah. we're all we're oh. all working together to make this thing happen and make the, the make this Cub season fun. And you know, I just know for a fact, Stuart, Stuart, that even maybe this might even be better than one of those years that we're going to go to the World Series and stuff. Even though that's a hell of a lot of fun, we already lived through that. You know, I want the Cubs to be good, of course, but you know, for me, it's all about like this. You know, what we do together, hanging out, hanging out with the players. Like, hey, they'll have a little bit more time on their hands anyway. It won't be quite as uh, <laughs> won't be quite as uh, intense at Wrigley Field, maybe. And so maybe they can hang out with us a little bit more. Maybe the Cubs will be a little bit more fan friendly, like they were the other day, giving me free tickets and letting people into the ballpark, hitting targets yeah. and stuff like that. So now, Stuart- to be to be fair. You know, if if the season's not in doubt, you know, maybe the guys, you know, we keep them away from some of those things that they were doing in the 80s when they would go out to the bars too much after day games and stuff like that. Oh, Stuart's not going to help him with that. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Stuart is throwing out the first pitch on Sunday. Are you doing oh, it from shit. the mound or in front of the mound? Oh, no, I do it from the mound, man. I mean, I mean from the mound, for sure. I, uh, you know, I was, you know, playing Randy Hulley's fantasy camp and i'll tell you what that third base the first base throw is not easy shortstop even harder obviously but man that's a long ways to go but i'm definitely going to take it straight from the mound crawley i mean i don't know what kind of game you got but uh i'm guaranteeing you i'm not bouncing i'm, I'm at least going to throw it high on purpose that, that's have, have you have you practiced it i mean you know what i'm going to have to practice a little bit i might throw a few pitches before maybe i'll hook up with cole franklin or something but uh I'm gonna. I do want to warm up a little bit because you can look like a fool when you haven't thrown a baseball in like six months. 
Yeah. I, I think you're throwing it on Sunday, which is the warmer day. I'm a little nervous. I'll That's be hung over. I'll be hung over that day. <laughs> that is a good point. That is a good point. Yeah, well, you'll be like Michael Jordan in his sick in his sick game where he scored 70 points. You'll, you'll throw a strike 90 miles an hour. I can see it right now. Dude, Would it be weird to go underhand? Do you guys, like, understand, like, what's going to happen now for the next four days? I mean, oh, my gosh. <laughs> we're, going, we're going back to baseball heaven. We really are. Yep, we are. And uh, and we're go- we're coming back to Wrigley, which is actually tonight's closing song. And I'll, I'll play us out with oh, that. Real quick, point. I got one more announcement. Yeah, yeah, make, cr- give it to Crowley us. Crowley doesn't even know this stuff. Crowley oh, doesn't even know this stuff. Here we go. Crowley knows everything, but... Uh... Not this. Shortly, shortly, pretty soon, we're going to be releasing a program similar to how uh, the way I met Nicole uh, last year when she reached out on social media and she was looking to get her friend uh, one last game at Wrigley. I met uh, Nicole and we, honest, uh, we came through and delivered Heather's last wish and gave her an unbelievable day at Wrigley Field. And Nicole, ever since, she wanted to help out and give back. And so I kind of brought her in the fold and we want to do that kind of thing. We want to bring uh, fans to the you know back to Wrigley Field that can't make it or having difficulties getting there. So we're going to uh, host uh, four to five families this year and give them a first-class experience at Wrigley Field, tickets, transportation, money for food, on-field opportunities, and a lot of great other things. So that's uh, one of the things we've been working on for a while. One of the reasons why I brought Nicole on, we want to continue um, – spirit of heather and uh i think we're actually going to name it after heather uh so look forward to that program coming out soon but uh more than anything thank thank you everybody for your support uh without you guys we can't do it without you guys buying the tickets you know it means the world to me and i'm just happy that you know we come together as a family like we have and we all love cubs baseball and tomorrow is christmas Yep, tomorrow is Christmas, and happy opening day, Stuart, and uh, can't wait to toss a few back with you tomorrow and uh, celebrate the start of our new year as Cub fans. And uh, Well, let's let's wrap it up here. I, I have uh, announcements that I've been forgetting to make this entire time, was that, <laughs> which is that the we're, we are doing Chance for a Chance tonight, and I saw that two people actually, they already, uh, you know, tried to get into the – if you type Chance – into the chat, hashtag capital C-H-A-N-C-E. You could win a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me if you uh, type Chance into the chat right now. So just do that right now before, uh, and then we'll play coming back to Wrigley. So I'm, I'm super excited about this year. I, I'm not necessarily excited about the baseball, but I am excited about everything that, you know, hanging out with you guys and doing a bunch of shows and talking about the Cubs and complaining and, being happy and getting your own. I'm I'm excited that this is possibly going to be the first year that it's like that that COVID's not going to just keep me away. You know what I mean? Like, well, like I even w- I I went uh, one game each year and and just kind of felt odd. I think this year is going to going to be better. The you know a lot of these numbers are down. I'm I'm excited about getting out there and just hanging out with you guys. Up there yeah. in Wrigleyville. We should do I a know. show with three of us what, sitting on the futon, Cotton, you know, or down in Wrigley. When's your first trip to Chicago, Cotton? Uh, well, I don't know. I, I I'm thinking that Strowman uh, event sounds like the best. Yeah, you should come trip. out because you know what you got the next day. You got Cubs. I know it's South Side, but the Cubs versus White Sox cross town classic. Yeah, no, I was I was actually thinking about the uh, – Danny and I were just talking about this the other day, but uh, I was thinking maybe the Dodgers game in in May. But that Stroman, 
uh, event sounds amazing, Stu. I know, and like Crowley, like if you've been like working on your questions and stuff for a while. Oh, dude, I literally been workshopping them. I, I, I got some good stuff, man. <laughs> he's been ju- he's been trying them out on me. It, it's it's like Cubs convention where I have a whole year to kind of prep it, but this time I got a little less time, but I got I, I'm more motivated. So I, you know, I'm I'm workshopping it. I think it's going to be fun. Okay, last last chance to get your chance in hashtag chance in the chancer, and or in the chat. And here we go. I'm drawing it. Boom. Round and round she goes. Some good Where names. she stops, nobody knows. Round and round she goes. Where she stops, nobody knows. Eric, Eric Campbell. Campbell with the win. Hey, a new winner. Yeah, finally. Um, <laughs> it, it's, that's kind of cool, dude. What is that? Cool. That's cool. That's nice yeah, it's a, some StreamYard's doing now. It's it, it's cool. kind of neat. Yeah, the, it, you can it, use the chat and do a little gambling. That's literally what it is. Like <laughs> we, can have some, we can have some fun with that. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's why we do it, because it's fun. Well, um, so thanks for everybody for watching. I had a great time tonight. Um, I guess we're – are we going to do the color we're cast? Going color cast. We're going yeah, to color we're cast. Yeah, we're going to color cast. We got a post show going. This is uh, – I have uh, at least two more beers in me. Yeah, I got it. I've only had one, so I got to catch up to Cotton. So I'm going to play Coming Back to Wrigley because that's exactly what we're doing. And we'll see you. If you don't know what ColorCast is, you download ColorCast.st, ColorCast, the app. You follow Sunranto Show, and then uh, you can be led into the room. And we have a conversation with you about whatever the hell you want to talk about. So ColorCast, thanks for watching. Spagog, everybody. Spagog! Spagog! Happy opening today. This episode of the Sunranto Show was brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers, who we call the Super Ranters. Who are the Super Ranters, you ask? Well, the Super Ranters have their own Sunranto RSS feed, and they get the show early and ad-free delivered right to their inbox or podcatcher. Super Ranters get bonus content, like the recording of tonight's post-show conversation. They get exclusive access to the Super Ranchers Facebook page and private Discord channel, which we plan on using a ton this season. Our Patreon patrons, they're eligible for all of our Sun Ranto contests, like the Super Rancher of the Month and Sun Ranto Scavenger Hunts. At the $5 level, Super Ranchers get to hear all my Cubs parody songs and download them before the rest of the world. $10 Super Ranters are recognized by name at the end of our live shows and will have access to our Cubs Daily Show starting this coming season. Details on that to come. $12 gets you the Rancher calendar, and you can even place an advertisement about anything you want at some of the higher levels. Super Ranters, they even get access to our show notes and the pics and videos we use to produce the live show. Comes in real handy during the season if you want to know about the pitching matchups and the stuff we looked up. Plus, and this is important, 10% of all of the Patreon money goes directly to the Lost Boys Baseball Club, which uses baseball to help decrease violence and improve the social conditions for young people in Chicago. Because it is one of Sunranto's main missions to serve our community. And that's how we do it. It's how you do it when you subscribe. Here's the thing. It costs money and lots of time to produce a great Cubs fan show. And frankly, a penny a download from podcast advertisers like gambling syndicates and dick pill companies is not enough to keep the Sun Ranto show on the air. We've got hosting fees, streaming fees, equipment that we have to buy, tickets, beer, batteries, guitar strings. It all adds up. 
So become a super ranter at patreon.com forward slash sunranto and become a part of our Patreon family for the 2022 season and help us produce the Sunranto show. Final plea. If you'd buy each one of us a $12 beer at Wrigley Field for just performing the Sunranto show for you, then join us at the $3 level. It's that simple. Three bucks a month, we each get a beer at Wrigley. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Don't make me say it again. If you subscribe today, you'll never have to hear me ask you to become a Patreon patron or a Super Rantor again. So stop making me waste your time. Sign up for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com forward slash sunranto. Please join today.
for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.